welcome back to the Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark. And then over there is... Travis Vogt. There he is. There's me, Matt Lynch. It's Hi. Matt Lynch. What's going on? <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> been, a, been, a, been a nice week. Has it? I haven't felt miserable all week. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. I'm moving. You're moving? But not too far. I'm only changing apartments in my building. Well, that doesn't even bear just bear mentioning, really. <laughs> <laughs> is it a bigger or smaller? We're getting, we're getting a bigger place. Good nice. God, the rich get richer. We need. Well, Molly works from home, and she didn't really realize she was going to be doing that all uh-huh. year because of COVID, mm. and and so she's been. You know, she just tell. She didn't know COVID was coming. Right, I knew. <laughs> yeah, I was. Remember, I was talking about COVID like a year and a half ago. By yeah, the way, we were, that's all we were. That was pretty much all we were talking. about. I was like, about. guys, be ready for COVID. That's coming. This past week yeah. was the first anniversary of the first. Detected case of COVID. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ah, uh, what a like what November a monument. The, like November the seventeenth or something. <laughs> did you? Did we all observe the one year anniversary of COVID? Yeah. I lit some candles. But she does she does teletherapy, so she's like on her laptop talking all to people right. all day. But she's been doing it in bed. You know, yeah. just like sitting uh, in her bed, and she's yeah. like, "Well, if we had a bigger room, you know, we could, she could have an office and more room for the dog, and we can have a balcony and stuff like that." So. Oh my God! Yeah. Get a balcony. I mean, I'm yeah. all for you having a bigger. No, we're place. doing it, but it's. <laughs> I'm not thrilled because I don't want to move, but at the same time, it'll be a bigger place. So. You get a balcony, you can smoke cigars. In our building, they won't all let you day, smoke every day. on the premises at all. You not even on the balcony? No, got to go outside. Fucking Nazis. I know. Wait, I mean, not, I were the Nazis up. for or against I don't smoking. smoke cigars, though, so and I, I, you know, I quit no, smoking again. I was so. going to say you could start, but yeah, like, right. now, you, guess, now you can't. I guess not. They won't even let you smoke the reefer. So is it the uh, cigarettes? So who's in like jo- what? Which is it? Gobbles or who, who's in charge? Gobbles, here? gobbles, <laughs> Jimmy Gobbles. gobbles? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other <laughs> Martin Borman. Which one? Which don't, one of these? Don't, don't smoke get, in your apartment. It's you me, Jimmy Borman. Gobbles. You don't get gobbles. Win the war tonight. I couldn't think of any other uh, famous <laughs> Nazis. Get... I mean, you don't want to say Hitler. That's the, that's too everybody easy. knows who that is. It's too easy. It's huh? too easy. It's like a little on the nose. Who's know? the Who's the Touch Luftwaffe the guy? Uh, Rob, you, no. you, Himmler. I'm, I'm pointing at Matt. Like you know all about the Nazis. Well, I'll ask, I'll ask the dog when I get home. <laughs> yes, talk to the dog about it. It's in its blood. <laughs> dog, those German shepherds are born knowing that. Rimmler. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like the dog, the dog, that dog. Those German shepherds are born and they don't know how to. They don't know how to sit. They don't know how to play dead or shake. But they do know the entire history of the Third Reich. Yeah. Yeah. Or a cursory hit. That maybe not the like they can't well, go no, in I mean, depth, but they know the bullet points. They like they still have to like, but it's like a Cliff's Notes, which is pretty good. More than more she than was, any more, more than, than, than rest I of know. Us yeah, I walked yeah. in on the dog the other day. She was reading the Nightmare Years. She said it was a little one sided. <laughs> oh really? Liked it. Well, I can see that. You know what she means by that? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. <sighs> she's trying to move in polite society, but I know what the fucking deal right. is. You can't forget these people and these dogs. She's a good dog. That betrayed America. <laughs> Earlier this week, while we were, I was walking her, and I tripped and fell. I hurt myself pretty bad. I she started skinned, eating you. I skinned up my hands. Skinned oh, my up, God. Skinned up my knee, knee Matt, real Matt bad. Matt does, in fact, have uh, injuries on his hands. Yeah. My, I show, I'd show you my knee, but my pants are too tight. Show us uh, your knee. But Cut the pants off. Take your pants <laughs> off. Why does, this, why does this podcast always end up us demanding Matt take his pants off? Always. Every day. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I fell, you, we all know why. I fell down. <laughs> why am I asking? <laughs> I fell down on the sidewalk, and and she like came over and was like, you know, being real sweet to me. She's Aww. like, "Daddy, what happened?" It was cute. She never does that, so she loves me. Dogs are dogs are actually, I, my, from my experience, dogs are always good when you're sick or injured. They're yeah. always like, "Hey, what's going on?" I they're feel checking bad for to see you. if you're dead because if you are, they start eating you. That's within a even that's if they're not hungry. Cats. That's cats. I'm pretty sure dogs too. I mean, 
about the dog. No, dogs, are, dogs are be- dogs are nice to you. If you die, they might eat you. But cats are actually, if you get injured, they're cats actually coming start, over and they're cats checking. Cats will start eating you when you're still. Alive. <laughs> they're like, are you uh, you injured bad enough that you're not gonna swap me away if I start eating you? <laughs> Let me, so I'm gonna check real Can't quick. Move. Nope. We can start taking chunks out of nope, this guy. Lo- looks mobile. I will not eat you yet. I'll pretend I still like you. <laughs> and they sit on your chest and try to steal your soul. They do. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Or they or they're actually trying to kill the troll that lives in your wall. Yeah. Mm. Remember how Cat's Eye had a little had a little <laughs> almost like twist ending to it too cuz that's the only part of Cat's Eye anybody ever watched. Yeah. Well, I always like the James I'm talking, Woods part. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> There's so the rest of it just is it's like the rest of it. The cat's just sort of walking around in the b- background, and then yeah. and then in that one, the cat's like the main. Well, like, also that one, one has like stars. A, a little like a little man that gets turned into a fan <laughs> and shit. Fucking rad. <laughs> but like that that one that short starts with them going with like the, the crazy old lady being like, "Don't let the cat in the room; it'll steal her soul." And they're like, "Shut up, old lady. That's crazy talk." And then the cat saves the little girl. And then uh, from the troll, yeah, <laughs> the troll. This is a good movie. And then, at the, and then, and then at the end, it crawls up on her chest, and you're like, "Oh no, the cat is gonna steal her soul!" And then it doesn't. Dun, no. Dun, dun. no, it's a but good, it really like it's a good stretching cat. out a thing that doesn't actually happen and never has happened. <laughs> like, oh, is the cat gonna steal? <laughs> Why do you have to wonder? Cats, we know That's cats do. don't do that. That's what happened to Drew Barrymore's soul. Oh shit! Oh. It's a nice soul, so the cat made her soul nicer. Mm. She seems nice. Yeah, she does seem nice. <laughs> I think she, she I made think, she made it through a lot of a lot of a lot of shit. That's she what I'm seems saying. okay. I like to go on record on this podcast here and say that Drew Barrymore has a nice soul. Yeah, mm. Drew Barrymore seems like a nice person. Yeah, I liked that show where she eats people. Uh, the, what I watched of it. Uh, oh, with Timothy Fear the Walking Timothy Dead. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant is hilarious on that show. Yeah, yeah, well, he tends I, to be a hilarious kind of guy. Yeah, I watched the first season. Is it canceled? Probably. Oh yeah, it got canceled. Okay. I mean, they had like three seasons and then it ended on a cliffhanger, and Netflix canceled it. It's like a Netflix show that I that I mildly enjoy. It's going to get canceled. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, I like this one that nobody's that nobody's really talking about. They, all ge- the time. they generally only let stuff run about three seasons there, because yeah. of like you know. Saves them some, money and some stuff. Some kind of Ponzi scheme. Except, uh, unless it's like, sort unless of it's like a thing. <laughs> Seriously. It, no, I know. It is. We, no, found, it, it, we can't really explain it, but somehow if we pull this off after this hit show off after two seasons, it makes it's, us more it's money. Because, it's because they have to pay more people more stuff after more episodes. They have to. Oh, and they, my God. And they have to let the Stranger Things run its course because it's a big hit. It's a big pu- it's actually same, same with The Crown. They contracted like, for seven, shit, six seasons right. of The Crown. Which right, is a good show. We've got to let this fucking shit. No, as far as Stranger Things, I haven't seen The Crown. Is I don't know if it's as bad as uh, as uh, Stranger Things. Does it get the eighties right? Does what, it, the Crown? Do they, does does like the Queen have an does Evil Dead? Does, it, does right. the, the Queen have an Evil Dead two poster in her in her room? And you're like bullshit. We, she would not. They go to the mall. <laughs> oh man, that would be fucking funny. I like the Crown. They, they had a good this. They just put out a season last weekend, and I I binge watched it all in a couple of days. It's good. Princess, Princess Diana's on it now. Wow, it's good. Who plays Princess Diana? Uh, this woman named Emma Corrin, uh. who's very good in it, except she's like a foot too short. <laughs> she's like shorter than Prince Charles, which is you know not not real. Princess Di, famously six foot eight. She's very tall. Uh, oh, is, she's, is, she's they're gonna she's gonna be back in the next season, but it's gonna be Elizabeth Debicki next season. So oh yeah, like she's like eleven feet tall. She's eleven feet tall. Yeah, that is so tall. Yeah, have you? She's she that is would like, make her one of the taller people. She's one of those people where you see her she's in like movies and you tall. go like she's you're like is she very tall or are all these other actors very short? And she it's I think it's both. Yeah. And she's like Shaq, got Shaq's build, too. Like Shaq's yeah, build Yeah, she now. is like a giant black she's, man. She's uh, <laughs> eight feet tall, 
500 pounds. <laughs> Owns she many Papa John's franchises. Built like a brick shit house. She can dunk like a motherfucker, I too. I know. I bet she can. Oh, she Well, she can't, honestly, because if you let her, she rips the hoop out every time. <laughs> and that shit is expensive. They actually had to make new rules to say <laughs> yeah, we all that. We all think that's fucking cool when, when she does that, but yeah. like they really they have to replace that hoop every that's time. Well, and it holds money. up, too. It's taxpayer money. Yeah, it yeah. holds up. It stops the game, too, because they have to clean up all that glass and actually, it it actually bring in a new basket. But, oh, you get to see her breaking this backboard on your little Twitter. Great. But, like, you, she inconvenienced everybody in the stands. Thanks for nothing, Elizabeth Debicki. Way to go, Elizabeth Debicki. <laughs> <laughs> it is badass when she just has that hoop, that hoop in her hand and she just true. throws it over her back. Like, <laughs> fucking wow. That's my favorite scene in Widows. What a dominator. There is that awesome part in Widows where she, like, it's the, it's at the gun show where she, like, tricks that, that person to buy her some guns. Uh, and then she like walks out of the place with a fucking hot dog, and she's just like, oh yeah, chowing down on this thing. It's <laughs> such uh, a good Widows movie. is Widows is fucking amazing. No, I love it. It, it. It's it was that was one that that was one that like sadly came and went yeah. from like uh, a big time yeah, Oscar winning director too, and yeah. it was kind of like man, what happened here? No, it was awesome. His new movie just came on Amazon this weekend. Oh yeah, it's called Mangrove. Yeah, it's very good. Cool. Well, it's actually part of a series of films it's about the director James Mangrove. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> director of, of Ford versus Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah, I heard that was good. Well, Your anyway. dad will love it. <laughs> My dad's got good. Ta- no, no, he doesn't. No, it's a good. It's an alright movie, but it's a total dad movie. Yeah, it's about cars, man. Dads love cars. It's, it's, about, it's about dudes. Dudes it's about, it's about growing. If it was not about Christian Bale being one of those dudes, I'd be more intrigued. Christian barely, Bale, barely, but Christian I'd be Bale a little gets more to intrigued. do his, his own voice, his own accent. In the, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe I'll like oh, it better. Oh, God, go fix me, oh, God, go fix me cars. cars, And then Matt Damon's is Matt, playing is Matt, Matt Damon. Is Matt Damon doing Matt Damon's also doing a Cockney accent? No, I've also got to fix it really good. I'm from Ohio, see? And then he goes and cleans a fucking chimney. Yeah. The scene that you need to watch in Ford vs. Ferrari is where Matt Damon cleans a chimney. Fucking amazing. Well, it's about the it's about the battle be- between the chimney sweeps at Ford and Ferrari. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, that's what back then. That's what they called tail. That's what Le Mans is. It's a, it's a twenty four hour ch- chimney cleaning race, <laughs> and he dances around with little cartoon birds and stuff like that. It's pretty like, great. I feel like we're really struggling here. These bits are just like, it's like not not quite there. making me laugh. They're, they're good enough funny. for the people at home. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Don't ever question the bits, Matt. <laughs> These are the jokes. These are good yeah, bits. What the fuck? What the fuck, this guy over here? I don't know. How the to fucking s- bit police? Yeah, what are you, the bit police? <laughs> yeah. You can't even no. smoke in your own apartment? You call it out, call it out the, our bits? I'm the, I'm the Rommel of bits or whatever. The Goebbels of bits. Rommel. Borman, maybe? Borman. I don't know. I only know the ones that they name at the end of Inglorious Bastards because right. I watched it like three days ago. Mm-hmm. Still Actually, good. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. It was it was on my it's been on my mind lately with all this shit going on with the election. Uh-huh. It's like if only there's a way we could get them all in a movie theater. Look, I'm not saying, I'm just saying you know, yeah, mm-hmm. send in some guys and you know, maybe whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, I watched <coughs> speaking of Inglorious Bastards, we watched a, a movie that actually uh, surprised me to remind me of Inglorious Bastards that I think there is a good chance that the director of Inglorious Bastards, a man named Quentin Tarantino, might have seen this movie before. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I think it's a hundred percent chance you see this movie before. <laughs> it's a little movie called Mobsters, uh, oh, yeah. starring Christian Slater, Richard Grieco, Costas Mandalore. Yeah, it's a it's and a, McSweeney's. It's very bad. Although I, I'm sure you enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's a terrible movie, but there is a scene uh, where uh, Christian Slater point blank uh, Tommy guns a dude yeah. into the in the face and body, and it looks exactly the same as it looks yeah, yeah. in Glorious Bastards. Is it, is it Robert Zadar that he shoots in the face? Uh, Zadar, Robert Zadar is is in but it's it. It's not him. 
I don't remember. Remember the dog has goon. A, such a big yeah, face, it would be perfect to shoot. Well, my God, this movie <laughs> fucking started out, and it's like before all the gangsters got together. Yeah, it's when they're like, it's like Young Guns with gangsters. It's so funny because Christ- it's like Christian Slater and his like Italian family. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, it's, it's, hey, it's, what are you doing? It's really like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. But it's but he, Christian's like, I'm sick and tired of living in this. And he's like, hey, you gotta eat a spaghetti. And then we're just laughing, and then Robert Zadar walks in the room, and we just fucking all, <laughs> we're dying. Robert Zadar comes into the church. She's <laughs> put it down like a nobody's business. He's, got an, he's not doing the he's doing the Brooklyn accent. He's like, oh, somebody call for a fucking goon over here. Like, Are you kidding me? That's a no good, boss. <laughs> That's a spicy meatball, huh? <laughs> and my and Dumbledore is in it. Michael know, Gambon. Michael Gambon he's, isn't he like the main bad guy? <laughs> he's doing an Italian accent, and it's the worst thing fucking, you've ever heard in your life. Is fucking Anthony Quinn in that movie? Uh, Anthony Quinn is Jesus. in it. He gets mowed down. Yeah. You ever want to see Richard Grieco mow down Anthony Quinn? I'm pretty sure I watched this like this year. It's great. <laughs> Because I have a pretty fresh memory of it, I feel like. And, like, Patrick, it's Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey McSweeney's. Oh, God, it's so bad. There's yeah. that, there's, like, it's it's got, like, uh, there are there are parts of it when it does, like, the, the like, gangster monta- movie montages, <laughs> yes. where it's, like, you know, you like, uh, newspaper headlines, and, like, they're, they're like, dissolved over the newspaper headlines, like, shooting Tommy guns into the camera, and, like, yes. the, it's, like, the wah-wah, you know, gangster <laughs> music <laughs> on the, oh, <laughs> that happens so early on too. Like it's usually that happens at like the halfway mark where you're like, oh sure. shit, they're they're starting to do the gangster. It's like ten minutes in. There's like, oh wow, we already got the gangster montage. My oh, God, geez. it's so fun. Like I highly, I should <laughs> check out. And, it, uh, and it's like, and it like like you said, Young Guns because it's like pro these guys. Right, right. It ends with them all at a table. It's like Meyer Lansky. Uh, uh, Whatever Christian's like, well, they're all the famous gang, real gangsters. Bugsy, one of them's Bugsy. Bugsy, yeah. <laughs> one of them's Bugsy, and uh, I don't remember which one. Have Christian you seen? Slater have is. you seen Bugsy? Have you seen that? Lucky Luciano. I have not seen Bugsy in a long time, dude. I, I, I don't think I'd ever seen it. If I had, I didn't remember, but I watched it a couple weeks ago. It's the worst movie. Oh it's shit! It's so bad. It's so boring. Oh, wow. and there's a don't p- tempt me with a good time. There, you got There's a there's a dinner scene in the middle of the movie where he's having dinner with Annette Benning and. It's a monumental thing. It starts with them like sniping at each other, then they have a full on argument, and then they're like fucking and smearing food all over each other. It's it's it doesn't monumental. sound boring. <laughs> oh, I mean, when I well, yeah, but it's Barry Levinson. So oh, yep. Well, there you go. Boop. Well, speaking speaking of really fucking movies that are boring, (laughs) soul crushingly boring, (laughs) are boring and bad. Let's uh, let's get into our first movie here. Let's. What are we doing today? Nineteen ninety. Well, the the theme of our the theme of our show today. Sure. Is the title is Blind, Deaf, and Can't Talk. Yeah. Yeah. The first movie we're going to tackle is 1992's Jennifer Eight, followed by Blind. Yes, she's blind. Hear No Evil from 1993, starring Marley Matlin. Deaf. Yes. Actually deaf. Actually, yes. Yes. Thanks. Not, pretend- not, not pretending. For, to which is nice. Which is nice. Yeah. And then 1995's uh, little scene and kind of hard to find, Mute Witness. Yeah. By she can't far talk. the best movie <laughs> of the three. Yeah. So we look forward to our like hearty recommendations on this one. This is a movie everybody should see. They I, chose Bruce Robinson, it, yeah. who directed with Nail and I, to direct the eighth and final installment <laughs> of the Jennifer franchise. <laughs> By the by, the end of this <laughs> are Jennifer one through seven as, as no, they're hard lost. To watch? They're long lost. Okay. Hi, uh, Sergeant uh, Jamberlin Frederick Ross. We have an appointment. No one can see what Jennifer saw. He was standing right where you are, kind of breathless, like you. Well, we had a real bad murderer up here a couple of years ago. Girl with no head and no hands. I believe the code is Jennifer. No one can imagine what Jennifer felt. 
I think I found something horrible, sir. I think I found a hand. What's with all this Jennifer stuff? These cases aren't connected, Yes, John. sir, I think they may be. He's a crazy man. And to my certain knowledge, he has killed eight girls. Not a lot of support for that scenario, though, is there? But one man suspects why she could be next. But they, but you'll feel like you've watched eight movies by the time Seriously. you've sat through Jennifer 8. I remember last last podcast we, we harped a lot on a movie that we all liked uh, for being too long on The Negotiator. This is shorter, but feels twice as long. Yeah, this was like, like that movie was two hours, 20 minutes, but that also had fun stuff in it and good sure. performances. And this, this one like has none of those this things. This is 205, and that has, it has none of those things. Plus, it's also shot in such a way that like everything by is the great overcast. Conrad Hall. It's overcast and gray and yeah. fucking... I mean, yeah. In, I think it looks good. I think it looks great. Yeah. I thought I I was I'm I was be honest so, with I you thought, guys. I thought it looked I thought it looked boring. This I was is like, this mm. is my favorite movie. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't love this movie either. But like I I certainly don't hate it as much as you guys. I'm not gonna like go to bat for this like uh, passionately or anything. But uh, I was well, out, honestly a little surprised when you guys were sending in texts. I didn't hate it as much as Kev, it. but I still hated it. I felt yeah. like it was. I, here's my review of it: is that I felt like it was on forever. Part of it was because I ended up having to watch it over like three days. And so it felt like every time I was looking at my TV, it was fucking Jennifer 8. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, everybody in it is like sad uh-huh. and boring. Yeah. And so it's like, even when, even when it was like, you know, those minutes were going by, it was like, Jesus Christ, why am I, why am I? And also it's, and it's just fucking sucks. It was like one of the only movies <laughs> we've watched on here. And we've watched a lot of shitty movies where I was like, I just kind of want to fast forward to the end and see what, who the fucking killer is. Because it's, it's going to be just some guy, basically. It's and Dick Stensland. And who gives a shit? It's yeah, it's it Dick Stensland. Straight D physical fitness report. But it was but like the way that, I don't know, it was so, once he figures it out, well, here's yeah, the, just, it's so fucking lame, the, and everybody's bad in it. Like Uma Thurman is bad as the as the blind woman. Andy Garcia is like Andy Garcia is like bad as the sad cop. Lance he's Henriksen, so sad. Lance Henriksen is the only guy who's actually like pretty fun in it. Yeah. Uh, Malkovich, what about Malkovich? Malkovich is good, but he's not fun. He comes in and goes like, uh, "Hi, I'm doing uh, my Malkovich." I have a I have no, a question I'm about a, I have uh, a question I'm, about Malkovich, which is my favorite part of the movie is mm-hmm. Malkovich because he makes he makes one hell of a choice, which is that he's got a cold. Then yeah. and, and later on, like his first scene, he does not. So right. it's some, well, he's getting sick. He's like blowing his nose in that scene, and then it's like full. And then the later second on. scene, he's like got a full on like nasal congestion. That is fascinating. And it's like I was sitting there going like, okay, either he's doing a he's doing a bit, or he really just had a fucking cold that day. And the, and and it's the kind of part that maybe he was just there for a weekend or something. Right. Like yeah. That. And he when he had a cold, and he's like, I've, I'm I've, doing it anyway. I've got because it is convincing. It doesn't. It's not like bad cold. Yeah, it doesn't acting. sound it really like it's got to like, talk like this. You know, I've, I've got a cold by dog. Yeah, yeah. Wait, he, is that what he really is? does I, sound I congested. It. It's yeah. it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Maybe he gave himself a cold. Man. Oh man, he had like some little kid with a cold cough in his mouth or something. Fun <laughs> game to play. So whenever I see John Malkovich in a movie, is who is in John Malkovich. When you're watching, when he's doing that performance, <laughs> some but guy who, with a cold. Who's yeah, some guy with a cold. John Cusack had a cold that day. Uh-huh. You know, I always, I always wonder. Balkovich, 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 Balkovich. <clears throat> okay, Jennifer, right? Yeah. Fine. Anyway, I mean, uh, I have some, yeah. I have some big questions about the plot. <laughs> I will say, my main complaint with Jennifer Eight. Uh, it is it is slow and overlong, but again, it feels longer than it is just because it's slow, and that's that, but that's what it's aiming for. Yeah, that, my, yeah my and that's what point. is this movie? And that's what I for. hated too <laughs> is that it was it was like it felt like it was aiming to be slow, and that pissed me off because I was like, well, fuck you then. It's, like, you why know, would I watch your movie? It's trying to be, a, it's trying like, to be about you know, something that's not a serial killer yeah. movie. 
it's trying yeah. to it's trying to be about these characters is, and their yes, relationships thinks, and stuff. It thinks it's about. It the thinks characters. it's a real movie, and, and it's like, dude, you are not. That's you, a huge. You mistake, are not yeah. one of the models, Inc. Stop it. <laughs> if you if you're gonna make a movie about like about characters, that's not you know that's not about us just being a serial killer plot, but it's about these people. Make the people fucking interesting yeah, yeah. in the least, and yeah. take a step back and see that you are making a movie about a guy who compulsively kills blind ladies. Like that's not a <laughs> because that's not a real made, movie because they made fun of him when he was a kid or something like that. Oh like because because Dick Stenslin from LA Confidential, really heinous, <laughs> really gnarly looking dude who should always should be in every movie playing a corrupt cop. Um, but he like apparently his mom taught. Uh, blind people and so he grew up with them and was like sexually attracted to the blind ladies but then they didn't they don't really explain it they're just sort of like it makes sense right he grew up with the blind ladies so it's like he sees him in a a picture with all these blind kids and and then he goes and he goes oh man Oh man, he's the killer. And the picture and then you're of like, him, he's the, it's the killer and it because is true. of that. And the picture of him <laughs> as a kid with all the blind kids is he's like, oh, he's yeah. steaming. He looks so mad. There's I literally the, like the, the, smoke coming out of his There is smoke coming out of his ears. I will say this in this movie's defense the kid that they got for that picture, does, he does look he, like, he looks like the actor. He, really <laughs> he does. You're like, that kid, yeah, he looks angry all the time. Uh, it's good. The kid they got for that still photo. And then he died in the Night Owl Massacre. That's oh, really too bad. It's a real shame. <laughs> uh, but that, but that's like the second in the second half of the. Movie. I don't even think you meet this character. That's not no, he's in like it, he's forty in it, minutes. No, in. he's yeah, yeah. in it the whole way. He's yeah. one of the cops. He's the cop really? who was investigating the murders originally. Yeah, and he's like, and he's always going like, yeah, closest we ever got is we found out he was a sailor. Hey, we they, we had a bunch of dead ends. He keeps coming into the scenes literally to say like, you're still investigating that? That's stupid. And yeah. Garcia like, yeah. breaks into his office. <laughs> I mean, he's. I just think he's introduced at like the thirty or forty minute mark of this movie. No, he's no, in the, he's, in, he's in the very first scene where they yeah. go to the police station. After they huh. after they are at the landfill where they find the body, then they go to the police station and he's like, "Is this guy? Or is this guy?" And there's that guy and he's just kind of walking past. He pops yeah. he pops up periodically throughout the whole movie, going like, "Hey, you still doing that case that we couldn't solve? Don't even try. It's worth not worth solving." And See, yeah, I'm the a, killer. <laughs> there's a thing, isn't there? A thing where like they know the killer's name is John or something like that, but he goes by a different name. It's oh, like yeah. they call him like something else. He's the killer. Whatever. The killer has he smokes cigarettes, uses breath fresheners, <laughs> moves like a moves like a cat at night. Uh, which is this guy you, does not move like a cat in the night. Looks like and can, I'm sure and, this person has his own name. We're, his, we're referring to his role in L.A. Confidential. This, gi- this <laughs> I don't, very I don't this, even know the actor's a, name. Okay, no. he's a big man, yes. and at one point, multiple witnesses mistake him for Andy Garcia. <laughs> And there's another guy at the beginning of the movie who looks kind of like Andy Garcia, so you think it's yeah. going to be him. Right. It's, yeah, the dude, was, it's the dude from Twin Peaks, was, who, the shut-in from Twin Peaks. That's right, yeah. yeah. I was disappointed he didn't pop up more because it was so funny when they like show up, and I'm like, they just got a guy to act against Andy Garcia that looks almost exactly like yeah. him. Come on, people. And then there's a part later on, well, I know it's dark out and stuff like that, but... But they like where his brother, Andy Garcia's brother, like sees him and goes, "Oh my God, no, it's you!" There's just absolutely no way. This, this it's not his brother. Could, it's, he's just it's like his their brother. Best, it's his best brother. They just call it's each his, other, bro. It's yeah. his brother-in-law. Yeah, because oh, uh, so the uh, Kathy Baker, Kathy is, Baker is, is his Andy Garcia's sister. sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, I, he's actually, like, he's I like honestly, no, not you, not you, John. I, I got a, not you, John. A, a lot of the specifics of this movie I got from reading uh, Roger Ebert's review of the movie because I was like, watched it. And <laughs> what I was did like, he think of it? He hated it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was often he, inclined said, to like go to the Wikipedia article and go like, wait, what's going he, on? He, who's he, this guy? He said he was like, it's that kind of movie that by the end of the character who's the killer might as well be wearing a sign that says, I am a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dick, yeah, Dick Stenslin. And it's, it's, so, it's so true. Yeah. 
This is for uh, hours, Poncho. I so the, <laughs> I just I, thought I've the seen movie, this yeah. twice in the last year or Jeez. two because Molly likes these movies. Are and, you sure you saw it twice, or you just were still watching right. it? Oh wow! <laughs> so like uh, when we started doing this podcast, I was like, oh, we'll we'll, we'll get to Jennifer Eight really soon, and it just happened to be on like Amazon Prime or something. So we watched it, and we're both like, oh boy. But I, but it like it, I wiped it from my memory really. Like I didn't remember much about it at all, except I thought it was kind of boring. It's not worth. Remembering. So I watched it fucking again for this, and it was like, oh no, I remember. The other thing that I was struck by immediately watching it this time is, uh, I never ever want to see another movie where a guy, a cop, is like too burned out by all the bad shit that he's got to see so he like seen, moves man. to a little town to be yeah. a cop we still be a cop well but and all the and this is this is in oregon somewhere right uh yeah because but it, but shot in cali but shot in northern shot in, shot in northern california and uh british columbia yeah. but so it's not shot take, it, they, but it's supposed to take place in like coastal oregon something seaside, like that yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. i think is funny because like I just, seaside i just think it's funny because it's like they they were like well we're shooting northern california yeah and then Skip over Oregon and Washington, and then we'll shoot in, uh, in Vancouver. That's that's about right. Yeah, it's so funny. That sounds about right. Uh, but yeah, because like the first thing in the movie is like he's driving down this long thing, and there's this moody music, and it's all very dour. Well, his then, wife left him. Too, sure, yeah, his wife. All then, this shit, and then he, they keep talking. He goes about how, to this house, and yeah. he just like all there is is like a plastic wrapped <laughs> mattress and like a fucking ashtray. Yeah, and he just like falls asleep. A, he's living in a fucking hovel. It's like oh my god! Now he lives in this giant house that he's gonna fix up, but it's it's not been painted. Yeah, so it's it just, all it shitty. Looks like a yeah. Oh yeah, it, it just looks like it's like it's falling apart. Looks like he's squatting at the fucking. Paper Street House from Fight Club. I didn't know what was going on at first, and so I was like, "Is he the? Is he like the killer? Right? Like, because that's the very first scene of the movie, and I'm kind of like, I don't know who these characters are. And then Lance Henriksen goes, "You gotta paint that house, brother. Yeah. When we meet in the ring, brother, that house better be painted, brother. <laughs> Snap into it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Snap your Andy Garcia." I want you to paint that house. Uh, I want you to get a brush. <laughs> Sorry, I like Macho Man. I'm a big fan. Uh, they keep talking about how how Uma Thurman, like once he finally starts his romance with Uma Thurman, how she looks like his his ex yeah, or whatever, yeah. and how that's she was like, beautiful. He's like, oh, but if she could see him, she would leave or something. And she keeps talking. She keeps guessing his age is like 56 for some reason. That's like I don't know if it's supposed to be a joke because nothing in this movie is funny. Or fun, so it's like I can't. There, I think there were supposed to be moments of humor, but right. I couldn't. You couldn't tell because everything's so goddamn dour all the time. <laughs> yeah, here's my main my main complaint with this movie, uh, which I didn't dislike as much as you guys. Like it, it went by brisk. It is slow, but it went by. I don't know. There's there's some like fun, you do. You like, watch this stuff while you're working though. So that's like, true. I am getting paid. <laughs> so I mean, so yeah, I was. I'm like doing this on my own time, and I'm like, I could fucking be doing literally anything else. And then I, but I'm like, I have to pay attention to this, so I can't right. go in the kitchen and make food or right, something. Right. But there's Which an interesting voice to the to the, the dialogue. Like, there's some like quirky dialogue in it and stuff like that. And I think Uma Thurman is in the is, room with her. She's dead. Is isn't exactly like knocking it out of the park, but I don't think she's terrible. And she is Uma Thurman. She's very nice to look at. And it looks the cinematography is really good. Yeah. Um, that this that here. My main problem with it is. Andy Garcia. Yeah, he's bad. Who just like, and I'm sure is just the same as he is in all the other movies. I just don't get Andy Garcia. Right. With a couple exceptions, 
I, Jimmy I, the Saint from Things to Do in Denver or You're Dead. That's my main. <laughs> that's your favorite <laughs> the one. one. Movie. But we've we watched a lot of Andy Garcia turn up in, in a lot of stuff, yeah. and I'm always just sort of like, why Andy Garcia? I'm not, I'm not anti-Andy Garcia. I've liked him But I'm very rarely pro-Garcia. What, Untouchables? Yeah. Uh, you loved him in Godfather 3. I like him in the Godfather 3. Black Rain. I like him in I like him I, in uh, Untouchables and Black Rain, and that is like supporting characters yeah. who just are like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a you know fun guy." What about See, Steel Big Steel guy. Little? <laughs> and of course, Steel Big Steel. Little. Andrew, like Andrew Davis's follow up to The Fugitive, right? I like him in the Oceans movies. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I do not like him in those movies. I hate him in those movies. Really? Well, he's got that cane. Ugh. Terry Benedict. Just annoys the. I mean, he's supposed to be annoying, I guess. But like, I'm just yeah. run and hide. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Un- un- unpleasant confession for me. I don't like Elliot Gould in the Oceans movies. That's interesting. Okay. I find him kind of, especially like he's fine in the first one, but by the time he's in the third one, and he's just doing his pastrami shtick. <laughs> it's like, all right, tone it down a little bit he'll there. Elliot. Then it'll work <laughs> you over. Yeah. Then it'll go to work on you. Then it'll go to work on you. That's right. Uh, anyway, so th- I, but this whole fun. movie is Andy Garcia, and it's yeah, and yeah. I'm just and it's just a whole exercise in like I don't I don't know if Andy Garcia is the guy. <laughs> I mean, this is too much. This is way too much Andy Garcia. I, Bruce Robinson, director of With Man I get me Garcia. <laughs> I gotta have Garcia. It definitely it seems like whenever you see a movie that stars Andy Garcia, it's like who did they get through? Like how many people passed yes. before they <laughs> landed their on Garcia? Choice. Yeah, oh. they're like technically Andy Garcia is a movie star. So. Sure. Like how is there. how is Andy Garcia now wound up as like a recurring like you know like the leader of a unit of elite detectives on a CBS procedural? I, is that do we know for sure that isn't the case? I'm pretty sure he, he there's has. There's got to be some show that we've never heard of that he that he's making a million dollars. It an just seems like of. it just seems like he stole Jimmy Smith's career, and Jimmy Smith was <laughs> Jimmy like, "Well, Smith I'll take so I'll take Garcia's career then." Yeah, Jimmy Smith is so much better. I'm oh, saying, man, I wish I wish Andy Garcia was in the Star Wars prequels now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Leia's adopted. I actually dad. do wish that that. That I would like to see. He would fit in perfectly fine to the prequels. Princess Leia, I'm your new adoptive father. <laughs> then he'd have to be in like what Rogue One too, isn't he? In Rogue One. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, Either way, Andy Garcia, I don't get it, and he's like, and he's the obviously the the main guy in this movie, and so it's a lot of time being with the guy who's not able to get the vibes across that he's supposed to for this character. I'm not going to let Uma Thurman off the hook like you are because I think she's bad in this. She's got nothing to do though. No, I know, but I, but I, but also she, but Uma Thurman is an actor who I who sure. I do like of a course, lot when yeah. she's given something to to do, and in this one she's not. But she, it's also like she's like the way she plays blind is like blind people are. She's like confused and, and confused, boring. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I got that. I will. Everything will be delivered because blind people they have no personality. Right, kind of how Uma Thurman apparently yes. is like a robot. To play. Very, they're like still and like their eyes are wide open right. and they just stand there. She's uh, like a, a blind people are like blind women are like a, a dolls, right? Okay, yeah, I'll, I got this. Don't worry, Bruce. I got this. And Bruce Her, Robinson was like, I don't care. I should have retired before <laughs> making this. It seems Jim, like Jim it seems and like she learned how to pretend to be blind by like. Somebody told her, okay, look, stand still. Yeah. Open your eyes as wide as possible. No, don't look at me. <laughs> look off yeah. into the and, distance. And anytime she like shifted her gaze to look at something that caught her attention, she was like wrapped soundly on the knuckles with a ruler. Stare in the same direction all the time. <laughs> What's that fucking sketch? And grope for stuff. Like the, that sketch. Yeah, she's always going like, like whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go, got it. That Mr. Show sketch where uh, the the Bob is pretending to, or they have to describe the sunsets yeah. or whatever. I am blind. <laughs> Better than this. Chicks always want you to be able to describe a sunset, and I can't do that. 
<laughs> and then he drives out. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Smash. Great. Should we discuss the plot of this movie at all? Sure. There's a serial killer who's killing black well, yeah, well, we, well, we can get through it pretty quick. It's funnier to me than that because it starts out, you know, he, you know, he drives, he There's goes to his new house. His wife has left him. He's miserable. He's moved to the country to become a small town cop. To work with his brother-in-law, Lance Henriksen. Yeah, it's the it's the country. We don't know where it is. It's the country, but it's a pretty big police department. It seems big enough, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's some kind of municipality that has enough yeah. for a full-on, you know. I guess so. Investigative unit. But it he, also seems he, like he a small town. Up, yeah, it's, it's like a small a, town. It's like a fake. So police. they're all like, "Oh, Mr. Big Shot, L.A. guy, you want to come right. and show us?" You know. Uh, but the first thing, the first thing that do. happens is he gets <laughs> they get some. They could have called for a body at the junkyard, and they go to the junkyard, and they're like, "All right, the movie's gonna start." Nope. Just some other dead guy. Just some other fucking dead guy. There's a hand with a bunch of food that on it. That doesn't happen yet, though. Oh, wait. wait. See, first they, they do a whole spiel about, like, there's this guy. Uh, he's dead. And somebody somebody sliced him up real good. And Andy Garcia, like, he's already there. Yeah, it's raining. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I just wanted to, you know, just get a, get a head start. Anyway, he, look, he takes one look at the body and he goes, nope, he killed himself. Because I guess theoretically he's, he's like, real good. He's like that good. He's like, well, you know, it's not a it's not a clean cut. You can see he tried a couple of times and he was hesitating. And people who I'm like, first of all, nobody cuts their own throat. <laughs> but anyway, fine. He killed himself by cutting his throat. And there's like this little kid there who keeps like running around, like yeah, yapping. Yeah, the garbage kid. Yeah, he he like lives at the landfill or something. He's got a, he's he's got a funny name. He's too. like a fraggle. <laughs> his name is his name is Trimble. Trimble. The kid's name is. Oh Trimble. my god, that's like a fraggle name. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking fraggle who lives at the junkyard. And somewhere in the Uriah Heap, they, there's a, and then there's just like a whole spiel about like Lance Henriksen is like telling the cops like check that do this thing, and there's this like patrolman there who he's like keeps yelling he's like barking orders at him and the guy is just kind of dumb he's like find the knife go look over there for that knife what'd you say chief get the fucking knife. God. Goes on and on for a while. You were able to pay attention to this movie so much better well, the, than I this, was. This, this, <laughs> opening, <laughs> this opening scene is so weird because then it goes on and on like that, and then and then Andy Garcia is like, you know, uh, the kid's got the knife. Mm. It's like, why don't you just fucking say something? <laughs> and if he's this good, how come he can't deduce that the guy who he works for, you know, like he's he's working alongside the killer the whole time? Yeah, who's mm. the guy who had the case? He should know that it's the dude. Right off the bat. Well, he hasn't seen that picture of him surrounded by blind <laughs> kids being like, ooh, I hate it. But anyway, while they're looking for the knife, they find the hand of some other right. dead person. Oh, okay. And that's, that turns out to be the roommate of Amber. Uma Thurman. Yes. And, who they, is, and they find out through other clues, because he's so good at finding clues, that she is blind. Yes. And so he, well, it's sort of because of the hands, because of reading Braille. They yes. Figure out that, he figures out that she has scars on her hands from reading Braille. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> what do I know? This these these are clearly Braille she reads, scars. She reads Braille so fucking hard, her she's, fingers are scarred. She's an avid Braille reader. And and that like she was a and then he suddenly develops this idea that it's a serial killer who's preying on blind women all up and down the coast. And nobody ever believes him. Yeah, and nobody believes yeah, him. Yeah, right. They find, they find like they find that a bunch of blind you ladies know, have been killed. You know, it who, seems like maybe you should believe him if those if this did indeed happen. But yeah. you know who especially vocally doesn't believe him is the guy who's actually the killer. Yes. <laughs> No, who, absolutely who not. Who is not only obstructive but like hostile. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Stick Stensley. And then <laughs> obstructive but hostile. You know what the, 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 the school for the blind thing kept making me think of? And I know this is completely stupid, but you remember how in Austin there's a school for the blind in uh -huh. Austin. It's like pretty much right near where we generally stay when we go down there. Yeah. And uh, it's it's I would I don't even know oh, what yeah. the, what the acronym <laughs> for the school is. It's like a, you know four or five letters. Right. 
but on the building, it's a big giant sign. Big giant sign on the building is in Braille. Ah, and I'm like, why the fuck is it but in it's, Braille? Because <laughs> it's cute. But I mean, but it's because it's a giant it's sign. It's a big it's a, sign. It's a giant Braille sign. It's not meant to be like read by anyone except people who can see. Uh, <laughs> so it's like it's, it's like just, a kind of uh, it's too, like a design like too clever thing. for its own yeah. good yeah. <laughs> bullshit. It's, it's, it's like, like it's like because so the people who are blind will still not be able to read that sign. And if you're not blind, <laughs> you don't know how to read Braille. There's no need for you to. I bet there are people who, sighted people who can read Braille. I knew how to read Braille for a little bit because I, I had a friend who, uh, in elementary school who was blind and oh. I was his like, helper. Huh. Cool. Yeah. Did you just like lose the skill eventually? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, he he moved to a different town like after elementary yeah. school and stuff like. And there's no, there's, and he never saw you again. Yeah, I got to like work. <laughs> I got to play. <laughs> okay. No, he got this. He got his vision back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I played. I, I, you, you knew how to type on one of those Braille typewriters. Oh, those yeah. Weird ass Braille typewriters oh, and shit like cool. that. You have to push real hard. God, that's so much. That's so much up. more interesting than anything in Jennifer Eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and also yeah, and having been around him and a, and a couple other blind people, I can. Defiantly say that Uma Thurman's performance is very far off, but I'm also like glad she's not doing the stuff that she's not doing that right. stuff because ugh, it's just like the reason I'm glad that there's an you know I don't want there to be a person playing a deaf lady doing mm -hmm. that voice right of course unless it's an actual you know just like ugh, if you're gonna if we're get, if you have to find a non-blind person to do it just have her do this that's yeah. fine I don't care or do like the Al Pacino sort of like I'm. My eyes are in the dark here. <laughs> yeah, you know something like that. Don't do the. Don't do a real thing. I don't want to see that. <laughs> there is a part where Uma Thurman screams that she's just getting warmed up. I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> Uma Thurman. <laughs> so Pussy! there's a whole there's a there's a, a red herring bad guy who's yeah. the janitor at the blind school. <clears throat> And also, I thought it might be the dean of the school at some point because they're both. It's just like it's just like a series of creepy guys who are like, maybe he's the killer. And he looks like the he looks like this the lawyer dude from Scrubs, except with these giant Coke bottle glasses. He is the he is a creep of some kind. You see him come out of an elevator, and you're like, that's well, he is. I don't know if he's the bad guy, but he's a creep of some kind. He is a creep because he takes pictures of all the blind ladies. Yes, and he like you know. Gets he, right. uh, he and he, and he does him. this, and he does this with Uma Thurman, which is, and this is after Andy Garcia's met her, and it's kind of like, hey, uh, you're a pretty bad witness because you're blind and everything, but I think you got something, but also I think we got something, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. Anyways, like, in, before like she's able to be effective as a witness of any kind, and there, and the courtship begins or anything, there's a scene where Uma Thurman is having a sexy ba bathing time. And, Uma uh, Thurman's body double. Uma Thurman's is body double. Sexy it is one of the funnier examples of the use of a body double that I've ever seen. Because yeah, <laughs> obviously Uma Thurman was like, "I'm not getting naked for this stupid fucking movie." Right. And they're like, "Fine, we'll get a body double with the biggest tits <laughs> you ever seen, baby." I she mean, like, she does have big boobs, and you know, I guess so. But, but this, this, yeah, this yeah, lady's but body does also, not. Yeah, yeah, it was like right. a thing where they were like, they were like, "Well, we can't get someone who looks like Uma Thurman, but we've got this lady, <laughs> right?" And she and looks pretty. Good. The lady's not. I'm not, say, not saying anything derogatory about the. Sure, uh, sure. It's just that she doesn't look like. Doesn't if look you're like gonna Uma get Thurman. a body double for Uma right. Thurman, make sure that she is the same shape as Uma this, Thurman. This was yes. almost as bad as Charlize Theron's stunt double in Two Days in the Valley. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was the same thing. <laughs> but it's, it's really funny. <laughs> they, they actually replaced her with a skinny man. 
it's really funny though because they're kind of like, well, we were, you know, if we're gonna have this body double who's cool with being naked, we're, let's get the shots. And so there'll be just like a close up of boobs, and then cut to a close up of Uma's face, and it's just, it's just really jarringly going back and forth. And it like it couldn't be more evident that it's a body. I wonder double. if it's there's a no, there's no something. illusion at all. I wonder if it's like you know the studio was like, get her tits in it, there. Get some, it has to be. Yeah, it's, it's so, so obvious. It's no. so unnecessary too. Like you, the could camera have, lingers on the boobs. Like you could it's have the scene lame. happen and not have the the right. boobs or the body double stuff at all and just have yes. Uma Thurman in a bathtub like right. without her being No naked. one would think anything about it. They'd be like they'd be like that woman is taking a bath. They wouldn't <laughs> be like, "Well, I didn't see her big giant boobs, so I don't know what she's doing." <laughs> Put so, some get some soap on them. <laughs> soap them up. Yeah. So it, it, so the, so the point is like she's blind and she's in the bathtub and then also and the then a dude comes in and, and is silently like taking yeah, pictures yeah. of her and this is and it's the the red herring guy and he's been taking pictures of bushes and putting them up we see this later on we see his little studio we, where we see them when he calls the police <laughs> yeah, later because right. because the killer is there he's like dude you might want to pack up some of those pictures before the cops show up I don't Cause, know because like we see him we see him do that he call the police he calls the police in the scene where Lance Henriksen and Andy Garcia finally like yeah we got to get to that go too. to the school. To like because they they're convinced that the killer's there. This is this is after the Christmas party. Yeah, uh-huh. I want to talk about the Christmas because Henrik Henriksen's drunk. Because I think oh. this movie's stupid and it's it's pretty bad in every way. And there was one scene that actually had me shaking my head where I was like, oh, "Come on, look, you full, you're all bullshit." But I'm calling bullshit on this. Is there's a part where like. Uma Thurman's scared because the guy was taking pictures and she thinks the killer's after her, so she's in this crowd and she can't see anybody. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. Andy Garcia's not around, but the the mom, uh, Lansinger's wife, Kathy, Kathy Baker, Baker, is like, like to her son, is like, hey, take this lady downstairs and hold on to her hand until you find Andy Garcia. And of yeah. course, she's going to leave her behind. Don't but trust I, but, kid to do but that. I was like, I was like, this is this kid at some point go, like leaves her and goes like I'm gonna go upstairs and, or something and you're like this is the best thing that's ever happened to this kid is like hold on to this extremely hot lady's it's Uma hand Thurman yeah. you just spend some time with this extremely hot lady mm-hmm. and this kid is like nah 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 not for me I'm gonna go upstairs <laughs> instead I'm gonna leave her in the middle of this loud Christmas party where hey, people really are crowded where Christmas everybody's party. popping balloons at the same time for some fucking reason <laughs> this with their goddamn a, cigarettes. This is a super is this, spreader Pittsburgh event if I've ever seen. I liked one. I liked the part earlier when they meet Uma Thurman and uh, and Lance Henriksen just cannot stop himself from loudly whispering stuff. She's blind. She's blind, man. She's pretty hot though. I bet you this. I bet you the killer's not going to be after her. I mean, they're just like. But then he like, makes he also motions a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, so. he's, he's sexy a, and blind, brother. Classy. He's a classy guy. Andy Garcia wants you to get a blowjob. I don't think Lance Henriksen is. Art though, board. I don't think Lance. Yeah. Lance. <laughs> Isn't that right, Andy Garcia? <laughs> Hulkamania's running wild. <laughs> Macho madness is sweeping the country, and Hulkamania's dead. Isn't that right, McMahon? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now do some lines from Aliens. I'm ambidextrous. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think of this bit, Mr. Bit Police? <laughs> exactly. That's I think good. it's pretty good. <laughs> I'd pay Bitcoin for it. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Sorry. So, yeah, keep do that all you like, but I'm, I'm just saying there <laughs> is... some lines from Aliens <laughs> in the Macho Man. <laughs> the affirmative. Uh, not bad for a human. Uh, <laughs> but I, Lance Henriksen, I think, is not... Uh, G- very good in this, but he's not bad either. He's he, Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen. I watched a movie, another movie of his recently for a different thing, uh, Man's Best Friend. Good movie. Yeah. It's, it's, a, movie rules. it's a fun movie, but uh, Lance Henriksen is one of those guys who's like, I'm going to show up even for Man's Best Friend. Uh-huh. And you're kind of uh-huh. like, you're kind of like, and he does in this too. He like, I mean, I don't know that he's 
I don't know if I agree with all of his choices, but like he is doing like a thing yeah. where he's like, you, you know, Lance Hendrickson showed up on set and was like, I know my character. Yeah, yeah. And he talks like this and he's got a whole deal. And you're like, okay. They, and they're like, we're going to remind you that this movie is Jennifer 8 and you don't need to work that hard. <laughs> nobody, Certainly nobody else is going to be. So he's like, I already put in all the work, so just roll them. He does have one of the better, the better air quotes, scenes in the movie, which is after the Christmas party and he's drunk. Oh, yeah. And, and Andy Garcia is like, hey, dude, we gonna, let's go, I'm going to go to the school and check this shit out. And he's like, you're not going without me. It opens up his gun case and starts pulling out a shotgun and loading his revolver and he's like let's go brother <laughs> he starts going he's just like ready to roll I thought it was so funny and this is the part when if you're Andy Garcia you go no no you are hammered drunk right now he's like I'm driving and here's the fun thing about these two I guess they're not brothers but like buddies or whatever brothers-in-law brothers-in-law is that uh, Andy Garcia is not drinking but smoking and uh, and Lance Hendrickson is not smoking, but very drunk. very much drinking all the time. Yeah, he is like he is a full on alcoholic, which is doesn't seem to be a problem for his. Job. There's a whole bit about Andy Garcia trying to quit smoking. Yes, because he keeps he but opens going, packs of cigarettes and takes multiples out because he smokes one less he's every day. Working his way down from three packs, <sighs> three a packs day. a day. Three that's packs a lot. A day. I mean, yeah. and that's what the movie's really about. The serial killer stuff is just sort of a sideline. <laughs> but by the but by the uh, <laughs> but by this scene where where they go out to uh, the Uma is now been hooking up with Andy Garcia and she's sleeping in his bed now, and uh, and so the the two drunk drunken brother-in-law cops go out to like stake out her place because they think that the, bag, the killer is going to show, show up. And then they and see a just, flashlight in the in one of the rooms. Yeah, but like they're in the van, fucking getting loaded. Yeah. <laughs> And at this point, Andy Garcia's like, eh, fuck it, it's Christmas or whatever, yeah, yeah. so uh, I'll, I'll... This is a bad decision. <laughs> it's so, this, this, is, this is so... This, this is a shit that's so fucking dumb, where yeah. he like... Where he's like, and, and if anybody, he's like, Lance Hendrickson is guarding the fire escape out back, and, right. and Andy Garcia goes in to like get the guy, and essentially he's like, I'll get him, or if he comes out this way, yeah, you, you, you get, shoot him. You yeah. get him. And you're like, okay, we've got all the exits covered, and then like Andy Garcia doesn't get the guy and gets knocked out or whatever, and then some guy comes, somebody comes down the, and you know he's it's shining, not Andy he's shining a flashlight, he's shining a flashlight. Lance Hendrickson keeps going, snowing, is it dark. you? Is it you? Hey, say something if it's you, because you told me to shoot. If it wasn't you, you, brother, and, he, and then he shoots and, him, and you're like, and you're like, just fucking shoot the guy, because it has, it's obviously yeah. not him, or he would have gone, hey, don't shoot me, it's me, Andy Garcia, and the guy go, the guy does go like, um, yeah, it's me. And he goes, and he goes, uh, yeah, he goes it's Andy Garcia. He goes, oh, okay. And then he shoots him. He goes, no, not John, you, brother. Not you, brother, John. Yeah. Oh, it was so fucking And then stupid. the next, like, 40 minutes of this movie is taken up by, like, everyone thinks Andy Garcia killed Lance, Lance Henriksen. Which yeah, he, this is, which this clearly and, did. And no one still believes that there's a serial killer. That's yeah. why. Any other movie, this would be, like, the beginning of the third act. It is, like, the halfway point in the movie. There's, like, a lot more to go. Yeah. And the, and really the only No, this the only is the end thing, of the 20th act. The only good thing that comes of it is you get, like, they bring in internal affairs guy, John Malkovich. John Malkovich, yeah. Uh, to to interrogate Andy Garcia, and he's like really just openly hostile towards oh, Garcia yeah. the whole time. And he, he keeps trying to that, rile him up. He thinks that Andy Garcia actually killed him on purpose, yeah. or at least maybe it was an accident at first, and then tried to cover it because up. He's by, like, because he's got a rage like, problem. Because he's got a rage. You lost your temper with your with your brother in law. Yeah, and so and so he's just openly like hostile in the grilling process. Yeah, and he stuff has like he that. has like one scene. They have one one interrogation. Andy Garcia is like you know basically go fuck yourself. Yeah, and then uh, and then. Like uh, he has to go, like console his his poor sister, and then he goes into another interrogation with with Malkovich, who has a cold now, which is really funny. <laughs> it's just really it's just a weird ass choice, and I I love it. 
It is the best thing it's about the, best the movie. It's the best thing in the movie, yeah. yeah. John, Mal- John Malkovich having a cold is the best thing about Jennifer. And it, he's like, <laughs> I loved it because, like, He's got a cold. He's he's blowing his nose. He's all he sounds all congested, and he's getting right up in Andy Garcia's face. Yeah, and it was like already that's uncomfortable. But just because of times being what they are, I was like, <laughs> dude, put a mask on. <laughs> yeah, so uncool. You're just getting your germs lots everywhere. Of, lots of real face to face type <laughs> yeah. stuff in it. It's pretty Don't funny. Step on Malkovich's freedoms here, Matt. <laughs> And this is this is Andy Garcia. This is Andy Far Garcia. Far me to step on Mal- Malkovich's freedoms or the freedoms of whoever is occupying his brain at the time and controlling him. Last I checked, this is America, the dumbest country in the world. Do you think uh, when, when Cusack is in Malkovich, Malkovich vapes? Yeah, is Cusack a big vapor? Yes, he, he, wa- cool. he was. At least. I don't know if he still is, but for like there was because you know he's in his DTV years now. Like Cusack is not like in major stuff. He's mostly in like small straight to video things, mm. and he's almost always vaping like in the movies. <laughs> So I'm convinced it's in his contract. I can't. He totally strikes stop. me as the kind of you guy who would just be like, "Look, I'm, I'm vaping. vaping. My character vapes. <laughs> I know my character. My character would vape." <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I think I saw a recent movie with him, and he was actually smoking cigarettes. There again. was. A, there was like this movie where he's like, Jesus. it's like a like some sort of fantasy thing, and he's vaping in it. No, yeah. <laughs> they 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 like they like built a little steampunk vapor. No, it's like a you know it's a medieval fantasy thing. They built like oh build like a little stone <laughs> facade. And like it's how they vape this how they vaped in the medieval times. He's got he's got Game Gwildor's of pipe from Masters <laughs> of the Universe. He's got a little like, like crystals got, in it and shit. Yeah. In that one movie where he plays Edgar Allan Poe too, he's got yeah. like a, he's got like a vape pipe. Yeah, like a he's <laughs> got a little oh, glowing man, light. Oh man, I forgot about the, the, You can see the, the lights. Raven. Yeah. The Raven. The Raven. The Raven. I've seen by that James before. McTeague, the Wachowskis. Uh, yeah, the Wachowskis. V for like, Vendetta. Edgar yeah, Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Ninja Assassin. Yeah, he did Ninja Assassin. Which I watched recently and I kind of pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. That shit with the dead body and the washing machine is really funny in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, got, it's really bloody. It's like, it's like a not very good movie that has a lot of like really f- cool parts. It's a good. It's like it's like if somebody took thirty million dollars and a bunch of CGI to make a canon ninja movie. Yeah, it's, and so so it's kind of like ah, I wish it wasn't. Yeah. You're like you're like I wish it didn't have so much CGI and cost less money. This would maybe be a better movie, yeah. but it's pretty fun. Especially, well, you know, the CGI blood. It, it's annoying whenever you see that. It's but cool also, in that. It's cool in that movie because it's fucking everywhere. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. movie is just totally soaked in blood. Anyway, wow. Anyway, anyway everybody little, watched everybody Ninja goes, Assassin. Yeah, Ninja Assassin better than this movie for sure. <laughs> Uh, so Malkovich is asking uh, Andy Garcia if he if he was drinking on the job, which of course he was heavily. Wait, the, wait, Jacob. This is how wait, he puts Jacob. it. <laughs> like, I think Ross had a mouthful. I may have had a nip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had a mouthful, and I had a nip. So that's uh, there's a give you an idea. Of, there's a good line here too, where uh, that they, I actually took a screenshot of this because I thought it was hilarious. And the subtitle says uh, when the Dick Stenslin is watching Andy Garcia being interrogated by John Malkovich. Oh yeah, through, yeah. The, through the one way, the the um, the mirror, and he goes and he says he's digging himself some bullshit with this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's and that's towards the end of the movie. Yeah, and I was kind of like, yeah, this is the movie. This is the kind of movie this is where that people say he's digging himself some bullshit with this bullshit. Yeah, this is why the, the screenwriter just was like, um, look, I don't bullshit. It's semi stylized at times. Like uh, this is him, ta- uh, Malkovich talking about how his gun went off when he's describing the crime go- or his how he perceived the crime go off. He's like, and wow, it just went off and oh, Susanna, how am I going to get out of this one? And here comes the malice, bro. 
And then, as a, and then he's really trying to get a, he's really trying to get a rise out of Andy, Andy Garcia. And he goes, "You had a lousy life and a lousy wife who was fucking everyone." And his face is like a six inches away. From yeah, him. it's like I don't know if this is okay. This seems like very a lot. rude. Uh, uh, so is in the movie ends right? Or the what? movie basically <laughs> ends like it takes forever to get to the point, but then the killer comes after Uma Thurman. But it's a setup. It's not really Uma Thurman. Kathy it's Baker Kathy Baker. It's disguised as Uma Thurman. It's like delightfully, it really yeah. delightfully perfunctory too, because the movie's been so slow and protracted and dragged out, and it was like someone went like saw the dailies and was like, no, 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 you wrap this up now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like oh, okay. But we find out that that the guy is the killer. Yeah. Way before, Way before the movie that. ends, yeah. Like we find, because he goes like he looks at the picture and goes like, "Oh man, it's him. Yeah. It's the guy who looks like the angry cop." Yeah. And then the angry cop is like, "Hey, you're at my house or whatever," and then knocks him out. Yeah. And then it's like still like a bunch of time where they're like, "Yeah, but what happened?" You're like, "That we know he's the killer. Fucking end this shit already." Yeah. But it, but God but he's it. but he like this is another case and this this happens a lot in Hear No Evil too where it's like the the victim lady is off alone and the guy's trying to get to her and then yeah, you're like yeah. oh I hope he saves her and so Andy Garcia is like trying to get to Uma and Dick Stensland's coming after her, and they do a little switcheroo right. in the hospital where it's Kathy Baker yeah. and she just blows him away and he actually says like say night night dead girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> <He's> like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have all this like recorded too. Yeah. It turns out that that during that time when um when <laughs> this is weird and they explain it in a yeah, yeah. way that doesn't I don't know if it makes sense but with that time when Lance Henriksen's going like, oh my God, John, no. They actually have a recording of this, amazingly yeah. enough, that I guess they somehow got off of his walkie-talkie or yeah, something. Yeah. It's really weird. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, any, but yeah, Dick Stensland gets blown away by... Uh, Picket fences, Kathy Baker. I think it's kind of awesome that that you know Andy Garcia left his his job in the in the big city where he was a hotshot to come to this little town, and just so happens that he works with a serial killer who is operating all up and down the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Just it's just like killing tons of blind people, and uh, nobody believes it. it. It would be it would be a very amusing contrivance in a movie that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, right. The the, in, uh, the ingredients for a fun movie are are here, totally here. You know, and good cast. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I, I don't except actually for, except for that Andy Garcia guy. I mean, I don't even think I, <laughs> I, think, know, I, I know. think they could do. You could do. You could do make something it. Yeah, with him. exactly. But yeah, it is. But that's that's my big. The big, biggest problem is like the direction and the it's like what, and the, what and the movie script did you think you were bit. making here? You know the, what the, I mean. The big problem I had with it, and I. Uh, not to like slag off on Conrad is Conrad Hall. Conrad the, the, Hall, was, yeah. Not because I mean the cinematography is good. I just think it's I just think it's the wrong choice because it makes it made me just feel like mm-hmm. I was depressed the whole time. And then the and then nobody in the movie is not also sort of depressed. Right. And you're just like, God damn it, fuck this fucking piece. Like it's and it it constantly is like a movie is directed by the wrong guy who thinks or wants to pretend he's making a real movie. This, and you're this, like, you're not making a real movie. You're making a movie about a serial killer killing blind girls. Yeah. Make that fucking movie. Don't make me have to, don't fucking pretend like we're like we're watching a movie where I give a shit about these characters. Did you read the script? This movie needed, like, this movie needed not. the sure hand of a confident hack like John A. Meal. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, kind of like the snowman. Get the, the guy snowman. who did copycat to make this fucking movie. Yeah. This, it's like the snowman where you're, you're like, why did you think that this was a real movie? And, right. Hey, why is this guy directing this in the first place? I don't well, even the, know. Apparently, the, it's a. I mean, I'm going to defend novel. the snowman just a little bit, but they didn't shoot their whole script. Like, allegedly, right. they all ran kinds out of, money. of shit went wrong. Sure, yeah. I'm, Unfortunately, just, I'm just saying. But like, if Tom, I would like to see Thomas Alfredson do that kind of movie because yeah. I like his movies. 
But he's, but he's got a very serious aesthetic. Yeah, and yeah, Snowman yeah. is a is a movie that has that women's really need women's that. heads being yeah. like no matter if no matter if everything went perfectly perfectly well in the shooting of the snowman, <laughs> there's a scene where Chloe Savini's head is on a snowman. Yeah, you can't make that not stupid. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> to like have that in a movie and someone go, oh, ew, that's not sure. Stupid yeah, at let's all. do it. Let's that's do it. That's not the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Also, I mean, just the guy like with Nail and I, I think is a great movie. I sure. have not seen uh, the Rum Diary. How to get ahead in uh, oh yeah advertising that one's okay. It's um, it's very British satire, you know. But but with Nail and I is a comedy, a bleak like dark comedy at times but a comedy still and like when i saw this was a guy, i'm like this is a guy that directed yeah. jennifer and because the script is like not like and that's a very like f- witty movie it's like very wry or whatever mm-hmm. and this one is like the opposite of anything interesting yeah like the script like the script in it i you see him reading the script and going like sure or yeah. what like what like what was what would draw you to this project you yeah, know what i mean like, like what did he, did he just need a, a paycheck i mean what did he yeah, yeah, cuz cuz like he's like or maybe he thought like i can bring something to this yeah. and it's like well you bring yourself and you're the wrong guy to do <laughs> the, this so <laughs> the thing is like what you're saying is true but i'm struggling having watched this now twice in in a year and a half i'm struggling to see what movie he's trying to make here yeah like even if we yeah, even true. if we all agree it seems we do that it seems that he wants to focus on the characters and their relationships like what is this guy saying with any of that what's the point of like exactly what yeah. what what's what's interesting about these characters that, that drew him to this story there's yeah there's nothing here it's not about anything else it's not like the serial killer stuff brings out some part of the subtext in the characters' relationships. It's not like Sea of Love, where it's sort of about this other thing. Yeah. Yes, you know what I mean. You could, you could good example. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like there's almost attempts like scratching on the the idea of like because w- if a person was really trying to make this movie, they'd figure out some sort of theme as to why it is blind ladies. Not not for the the plot or like the, the in the plot itself. Much but much why like are you in making the, this much movie? like in the Snowman, where it's never quite clear why the killer yeah, is so why? into snowmans. Yeah, and why why a movie about this? <laughs> and on, to- on top of that, but like yeah. you could, and I and I feel like at times it's this movie's dealing with perceptions. The whole the whole thing with like John Malkovich uh, right. being like seeing a whole other thing than what actually happened. And sure, like, okay. aren't, aren't we all sort of blind in a way? But not, not really. I'm stretching. Yeah, but That's like reaching, you, you yeah. could see that being done if they tried a little bit harder in this movie or gave a, a few more passes yeah. to the script. Because because like bl- her being blind is really ir- immaterial. Exactly. Except, except to like make it that, so that she's scared in a few scenes yeah, and and that like she didn't see the killer because right. she can't see yeah like that's literally the only reason she's blind i mean uh here no evil has a similar thing where it's like well we'll get to that yeah. but uh <laughs> but like but yeah but yeah i don't know i just uh anyway well i had just a couple lines here this is uh, this is lance henriksen uh give you a little taste of like the kind of uh style stylism that's that there's sort of the start of attempting in the script at times this is <clears throat> lance henriksen you know self-explanatory i guess he's bits Policemen's bodies age at different rates. Look at me, I have a belly and it's in its 50s. My balls are in their 60s and my feet are in their 80s. Brother! It's like a guy who wrote this who read one Elmore Leonard book and went, I can do that. Sure. <laughs> Elmore Leonard-y type stuff, yeah. But like, but, like, but like a guy who read one Elmore Leonard book went, I could do that, and then wrote the script and went, well, no, I can't, but I did, I, whatever, here you go. There's one part Hollywood, in Hollywood, <laughs> make this movie, stat. When when things are really spiraling spiraling out of control, Andy Garcia is doing a lot of yelling acting, which is uh, not everyone should should be oh, honestly just shouldn't happen very yeah. often. Yelling acting he is, does it a lot. Is, he does it a lot in this, and it's like this is like grinding the axle. But there's one part where he screams, "I'm sick of this toy town shit." 
which I thought was funny. <laughs> and then one part when, he, when before he knows who, that Dick Stenslin is the bad guy, and he's got him up. He's like pushed him up against a wall because they hate each other, and he goes, "I wish you ill." Yeah, <laughs> it's very weird. I wish you ill. What happened? So I just want to know what happened in the other Sanford and Jennifer movies. Like, what's the backstory <laughs> of Andy Garcia's character, or, uh, or is he just new in in this installment? We need to. We need to. Please, whatever studio put those out, give us the, the Blu-rays the of those or something. Jennifer's one through seven. I mean, I know they were lost to. They were lost to time. Famously and destroyed the, in that nitrate fire. I would also <laughs> like Leonard's one through five as well. Yeah, Leonard part one five one through five. I would like to see those. Yeah. Get History of the World shit. Part Part One. <laughs> I'd like those bands, Maroon One part through Four. Two. Sorry, Part Two. With, with <laughs> <laughs> and the first one in one hundred eighty one blinks. <laughs> <laughs> and the previous hundred Dalmatians. <laughs> They're all in there. Yeah. Uh, uh, ratings. Two Juds. Mm. Two Douglases for the skeevy body double sure. shirt. Mm. Uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Ten out of ten fraggles who live at the junkyard. <laughs> Tribble or whatever. <laughs> Trimble the fraggle Trimble. lives at the fucking junkyard. <laughs> That's very weird. He's just eating doozers left and right. <laughs> <laughs> doozers eat the radishes. No, they do, and then the, they eat the, the doozers' houses. Eat the fraggles eat the, the things that doozers build. That always fucked me up so hard. Just this exiden- existential the, nightmare the, the, of the, the doozers' uh, existence is terrible. And then the uh, gorgs eat the The gorgs eat the fraggles. It, and the garbage pile is just alive. Are they gore they gorgs? Is that what they were called? Gorgs. Uh. Gorg Well, if I'm wrong, someone correct me. Yell it to the heavens that I'm Hashtag wrong. Kevin, you're wrong. And then the kindly <laughs> the kindly old man with the dog lived up there too. Yeah, he lived yeah, above it. He dog. lived above it, yeah. But he did he run the junkyard? It wasn't a junkyard. They it was the, a trash heap. The trash heap was in a magical other world or something. Oh right. I don't know. Anyway. Gorgs. Gorgs, everyone. Gorgs, won't you? Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half. Uh, it's not obviously good. I didn't dislike it as much as you guys. I do think it looks pretty good. And uh, and if it was maybe a person other than Andy Garcia in the main role, Patrick I, Swayze, I could, I could maybe come along. <laughs> that would be something. That would be something. Just someone who would give me something. Michael Douglas. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> Michael Douglas for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck. Just fifty year old, always fifty year old Michael Douglas yeah. skeeving on blind Uma Thurman. Gross. <laughs> I think she's the blind fuck of the century. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it also two Douglases for the skeevy body double scene. Also the the bush photography. The bush <laughs> for lack yeah. of a better term. Look at my bush photos. <laughs> It's crazy. It's fucking just pictures of George H. W. Guy, Bush. That guy looked like the fucking tall man from The Simpsons who's in the unusually small car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you believe that I also don't deserve to Should look I at be pictures made the of bushes? Of fun? I guess so. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 Braille finger scars. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, one, Judd. I think this movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> I think it fucking sucks, and it sucked. Damn. It sucked like two hours and five minutes of my life mm, it sure by did. watching it. That's it just, how much it cost. It just fucking sucks. Mm. It's just a fucking dour, miserable piece of shit. Uh, so yeah, I'll go to to Douglas's because the, the the body double stuff, and I guess I'll give it uh, two two. Big old body double boobs. Yeah. Two boobs. Two, two gratuitous body double boobs. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Con- entirely <laughs> entirely unnecessary. <laughs> in, in uh, uh, an unnecessary iceberg in, his, in an unnecessary sea. 
There's a very similar uh, scene in the next movie where there was not a body double used, though, and it's pretty weird. Yeah. Of course, I'm talking about Hear No Evil. Jillian was living a full life. Even though it was full of silence. But someone she trusted set her up. Mickey gave you something, didn't he? And he asked you to hide it for him, to keep it until he came back for him. Following us. They're filming us. They know everything we do. 1993's Hear No Evil. Photographed in lovely Portland, Oregon. Yeah, the one, the, the, the thing I liked the most about it was that it was actually filmed in, it uh, t- takes place in, and was filmed in Portland, yeah, which, is, shot which is, is a lovely rare. city. And they shot it in Portland, and they shot a lot, and like a bunch, like yeah, it's all they, over the place. They, it like it seems like that was one of their main missions was to like just really shoot a lot of Portland. And that, that like, awesome that goes a long way for me, and a lot yeah. of it's because of like uh, the never-ending stream of movies that take place in Seattle that are not shot anywhere yeah. near Seattle. Yeah, and so and and Portland too, like Oregon and Washington and Seattle, like always get like it's like this takes place in Portland, and they have like the you know overhead shot of all the bridges, and then it's like now it's in Vancouver. I watched a movie yesterday called Run. Yeah. It's a brand new movie uh, with... with uh, Not the Patrick Dempsey no, one. No, not the Patrick Dempsey one. It's like a new kind of a thriller movie and it's set very, very constantly. They keep reminding you that it's set in Pasco. Mm-hmm. Wow. In Pasco, <laughs> Washington. Uh, and and there's uh, like, there's even a shot of like Main Street Pasco and it's like, and they're, because they go to a movie theater. I'm like, they didn't shoot this there, right? And I look up the theater and it's fucking, you know, somewhere in Manitoba. Yeah, right. It's like, God damn it. Oh, I mean, same, same, there's plenty of beautiful towns. You know what I mean? Same, I same thing. Tax in break a, shit. Pasco's not beautiful, but. Well, whatever. I'm but just pl- saying. But I, I don't know if I would rec- see, recognize Pasco if I saw it. Like, that's a real. Yeah. I mean. Is that part of, Is that one of the Tri Cities? It's one of the Tri Cities. Yeah. I mean, at least shoot it in Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, I mean, there's that. Shoot it in Kennewick. Shoot it in Richmond. That new Big Sky show, the David Kelly show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is called Big Sky because it's very specifically takes place in, in Montana, Montana and it is not shot in anywhere near Montana. Do they shoot Yellowstone <laughs> the in Montana? Uh, it is shot in yeah. Parts of it are shot. At, yeah, yeah. Yellowstone. That's, that's definitely Yellowstone Montana. is shot in Montana. Yeah, I like that uh, show. It's yeah. a stupid show, but I like it. Uh, I think it's shot in Montana and like Wyoming, mm-hmm. but like Yellow Yellowstone Park is like Wyoming and that doesn't have anything to do with the actual park Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, that's the that you know, you when you think of Yellowstone, yeah, that's yeah. what you think of. That's it, weird. Well, that's what I thought of, and then I started watching the show, and his name of his ranch is Yellowstone Ranch. But does it does the government does the do government come the after park. him? Is that what it's about? They're like <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> We're gonna close down your ranch if you don't change the name, Costner. Like, I'll never change. I'll the never name. change. My name is Johnny Yellowstone. I was born with this name. That's gonna be the name of my ranch. Very weird. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's all. All that aside, that was that back was to, back to this incredibly this, dull movie. I could I could complain about uh, movies not being shot in the places that they are until the cows come home, but this movie is shot yeah. in, in the place where it is, and it looks great. Portland's a wonderful town, and uh, Looks great well, the movie doesn't look great. No, no, it's, this is a shitty looking. I, I'm going to have yeah, a devil yeah. of a time explaining why I kind of like this movie because it, it is terrible. I, I can tell you why I don't hate this movie, and it's because I'd watched Jennifer 8 before. Right? Ah, yes. And I, this was honestly kind of a breath of fresh air because it was even like I felt like that movie was suffocating mm-hmm. to me, like just visually and like every and like orally emotionally. And, and this one like opens with her like jogging along the river in Portland, and, I, and, and it's like, like holy these, shit, these is shots that of Portland, and I was kind of like. It's got oh, it's, and it's got this. It's shot in very like flat way or whatever. Yeah. But no, like, it doesn't. It's not like a good looking. It movie. doesn't. Have, but it, but I was just kind of like, oh, I can see everything. Like everybody in the movie is not a fucking miserable, depressed person. It like every, like some. It's very and it was very stupid. And I was kind of. It was like 
on its sleeve, stupid, and I'm like, that's fine. Martin Sheen <laughs> is Martin Sheen is having a low rent good time as like a cartoonish oh, bad man. guy. Yeah, in yeah. This. You guys, you guys give this movie way too much credit. <laughs> this is just like a total piece of shit through and through. It was utterly boring. It's totally ineffectually made in almost every aspect. Matt's right. Yeah, and yeah, like, absolutely. The, like the opening credits are like shots of buildings in Portland that are weirdly like step framed up. Yeah. And stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What there's a lot of there's about. a lot of that shit in this movie it's for weird no shit. reason. It's totally covered in this like early <laughs> '90s easy listening soul music. Yep. Yeah, the soundtrack's terrible. It's like it's like Diet Ashford and Simpson. Yeah. It's '93. It's just so terrible, <laughs> and like and it's like it's. Shot in a very beautiful city that has made that is made to look like anywhere else. Yeah, the cinematography is not good. From from the director of the fucking Outfoxed documentary. <laughs> yeah, and and Xanadu. And Xanadu, yes. Which is a movie <laughs> that I do like. His career. career. His career, when you look at his film, I know it's, it's, all, it's all those like liberal, like um, and he did a bunch of those, documentaries. Yeah, There's a, a ton of, of them. Up until yeah, now, he still has he's like, still new doing shorts them, yeah. out and stuff. But wow. before he was like, you know, a, a, a reliable hack, you know? Yeah. Um, and this is very hacky. This movie is just like nothing. It's junk. It's I, low energy, I'm, man. This I'm, is yeah. some sleepy shit. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I you hated that generate so much. I didn't like it, but I was just. I didn't feel like I was being like, like I was being like lectured by a fucking sad fucking wad of wet paper for two hours. Like I felt like I was Fair like enough. I was like I was like these characters are stupid. This plot is dumb. Everybody sounds stupid. Why why is it why does it have to be a deaf I, lady? There's no there's no they do nothing creative. The movie's nothing, the no. movie's specifically about a deaf woman and they do nothing creative with that whatsoever. There's right. there's whole scenes where like she's hiding and and then you're like, oh, this is going to be the part where she's like hiding and she can see out this crack of the door, but she can't hear anything. Right. But then there's sounds. <laughs> and you're like, just fucking cut the sound out. It's fucking Spielberg did it in Saving Private Ryan. They do it They do And that's it not even about a deaf guy. That's they about do a guy. it sometimes. Sometimes, but, and they'll do it for half of a scene where you're like, oh, this is, this is kind of about how she can't hear anything. And then all of a sudden there'll be sounds. And she even, I swear to God, there's, there's shots where she's hiding and there's a sound. And then and it cuts to her to looking, it. and I'm like, "What the fuck?" No, there's there is one part when she's uh, what the fuck is this movie about? There is one part so when she's had fun with it. when she's talking on the phone, <laughs> and like, and she uh, you know can't hear, so she'll just pick up the phone and go like, hey, "Hello, help, help!" And because she's just sort of like holding the phone down and just yelling and hoping that someone listens, and then she hears that it's that it goes to a dial tone somehow. Yeah. She's like, "Uh oh!" You're like, "What?" My favorite How part. My that? favorite part of this. Oh, so, uh, the star. It stars uh, Marley Matlin. Marley Matlin. We should Marley say so it actually stars. Uh, uh, who is a, who is a good actress? That is, I, that's like the big st- the, 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 the fact yeah. that it was shot in Portland and that they got an actual deaf that's, lady. That's very nice. Who is Marley Matlin? Who is also fucking super hot? Yeah, she's very uh, pretty. Uh, I did like actually write. Just it's enough. It's enough for me. Just, somehow, just before this, I watched the uh, before we started recording. I watched rewatched the Seinfeld episode she's in. Oh man, great! And it's way better than this movie. Great on the West and it Wing. Actually, is a, it actually like is about? Uh, I mean, it, it's. Seinfeld, so it's not about it's not like right. <laughs> about deafness in a way that's like, but it's about like how you know it's it felt like it was like the, I was like the Seinfeld episode used this more <laughs> than the movie that is yeah. called Hear No Evil, yeah, because she she I'm not, can't hear the evil. I don't th- I don't think that a movie should necessarily be about you know exploiting that sure. unless that's what your fucking movie is about. From the title down, then fucking that's what your movie's about. Yeah, I can't wait to get to Mew Witness because it does things in that department that are so much more interesting than the way that these other two movies. Oh do. yeah, but uh, <laughs> and I, I want so I'm going to bring this up again later. But my one of my favorite terrible shitty things in this movie is the pager stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big, Mar- it's a big thing. Marley Matlin carries a pager, mm-hmm. 
And there's a whole scene where she has the pager and a guy who is allegedly even her friend, John C. McGinley, John C. McGinley is Who's like, her, he's her client because she's his client. Personal that's trainer. right. She's a personal trainer. Right, client. But they have they they seem to have some kind of like rapport at least. You know, yeah, it's he's, what, he's it's, kind of a jabberjaw, yeah, like yeah. ne'er do well type of yeah, guy. Yeah, she. He, but they have an he's actually introduced like talking really fast, and he goes slow down, she's slow down. Slow he's down, he's, like, he's, he's introduced talking to DB Sweeney actually saying, "What did you get? What was the line? The." Uh, anal suppository. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, you got an anal suppository. <laughs> ro- him and DB Sweeney are like rock climbing together in, in their studio. And they're are they brothers? They're brothers. I think, I think they're, they're brothers. Just friend- it doesn't. I thought they friends. were just friends. I thought they were brothers. Doesn't doesn't matter at all. But he goes, uh, you didn't happen to take no, an, no, ass- an oh, asshole suppository yes. this morning, did you? <laughs> and I go. don't think it's supposed to be funny in that way because none of the rest of the movie. It's like is. he's an asshole. Because he took those pills. Yeah. I think anyway, the person anyway. that wrote that line might not know that suppositories go in your asshole. It's a funny... It's so there's no... There's, that's the only kind of suppository <laughs> there is. But they're friends. Well, he's, anyway, he's, she, Marley Matlin has a pager. Yeah. <laughs> and she has to... Exp- he has to explain to John C. McGinley. He's like, how do you use that thing? You can't hear the beeping. <laughs> and she's like, it vibrates. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, movie? <laughs> Obviously it vibrates. Well, All beepers have always vibrated. The, the, yeah. My favorite thing... Nope, this is the time when people maybe didn't, didn't have beepers or something? My favorite thing it's about that... It's the early that, 90s. I don't know. I don't know the, the timeline. The, the thing with the beeper is funny because it, because the beeper is a very important part because the stolen coin yes. that's the like, MacGuffin through the movie is hidden in the beeper at some point. This beeper, she specifically is goes like, it, I, it works for me because it vibrates. It still acts as a regular beeper, which seems weird. You think that she would maybe have it fixed so that it only vibrates it's because she's never going to... It's constantly it's, being turned on it's to never, beep people. It's never throughout the whole movie yeah. set uh, on... People keep constantly <laughs> switching it back to being beeping. Yeah. It's so funny. Which outs her and then she doesn't know that she's making noise and all that sort of stuff. Because oh it's, it's always not set to vibrate. But There's like five five different scenes where she has to look at it where she finally notices it somehow and then goes like, oh, it's not on vibrate. And you're but, like, what is the point of this beeper? It's never... <laughs> he's right. Kevin you brings can't. up another important point that is another one of the reasons why I can't I can't resist, sort of, have, even though it's a terrible movie, is that the MacGuffin is, is a coin. I like it's Oh, and the coin. robbery scene at the beginning are, is hilarious. The robbery scene at the beginning is really funny because they're just trying to steal this coin. A and the coin. Guy, the a guy, coin. The guy goes up to the security guard at the museum where the coin is and just fucking cold-bloodedly shoots he, her like yeah. three times. He rides up, like he rides up on a horse. Yeah, he and he's got, a fl- he's got flowers and he's like holding them out to her. And she's like, no, I can't take them. And he like shoots her through the flowers. And you're like, this is your Jesus. plan? And then he just then he goes into the museum, just takes the coin. It doesn't like set an alarm it's or anything. It's not a like particularly that. high security museum. Yeah. It's like a little and, museum. And then he but leaves, it's like the oldest like, coin in existence or something. And it's like coin. couldn't you have just like waited till the guard was over there? <laughs> and that and like that and that kid is like he's not even really in the movie. Nope. Like he nope. steals the coin and then John C. McGinley wants to he's like Jesse McGinley is a journalist, he's a journalist and he's on. For and somehow, scoop. this he's, is a story. He's trying to. Tra- he's trying to take down Martin Sheen. So many people are willing to kill for this coin, particularly Martin Sheen, who is a. Uh, I, I try to believe this, but a corrupt Portland police officer. <laughs> like I don't. I don't see that happening. Right. Uh, <laughs> but but he's like, this is my. Na-. He actually even puts it in a hilariously like measured way, where he goes, sure. "This is a supplement to my retirement income." You're like, right, of course, because it's one coin. Yeah. He's not like, I'm gonna be, li- I'm gonna live forever off this coin. He's like, it's gonna give me a little extra retirement. And he's also income. already, f- judging by his house and that he goes to the opera, yeah. constantly. It would seem he's also pretty well <laughs> off already. So you're like, I opera. don't think he needs this money. He's got a really nice house. It's kind of like he's really um, into opera. That's the thing about his character. He's always listening I'm the to evil opera. 
opera cop. That, there's that scene where he's interrogating <laughs> the killer kid, yep. and he's listening to opera on a Nagra deck, yeah. which I thought was unusual. It's funny, <laughs> when John C. McGinley gets the scoop that this guy, this kid stole this coin, and then he goes to see him. This, Boy, is, this, like is, his, this is really going to get a lot of clicks. His source, and then he goes to he goes to see, meet this kid, and the kid's like, just goes like, yeah, I killed her and stole the coin. And you're like, what the fuck kind of movie is this? <laughs> this is gonna be what? What an article! What's funny in that scene <laughs> is gonna like, be they're, they're talking. Like, the they're talking in like some alley, yeah. and the kids like the kids like playing basketball. He's like shooting hoops or something. I forget what he's doing, and he <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I killed her, and then I took the coin, and then he sees the cop who's watching them from across the he's alley. Like, oh shit! Because he's like he's like I, and that cop he's 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 always he records everybody. He's telling them some shit about Martin Sheen, and he's like, oh well, oh no, the cops. <laughs> Cheese it! And he just like hops the fence and runs away. It's so weird. Yes. This also, is, it's important that like uh, John C. McGinley's character is constantly borrowing DB Sweeney's car. Yes. Yep. It's like a it's like a thing. He's like, I need to borrow your car right now. He's like, right now I'm at work, and he's like, well, then why can't I borrow your car? I'll borrow your car. There's a whole conversation about the car, but it comes up because then John C. McGinley is. Uh, they're like, where's the coin? Because uh, well, he's trying to get Martin Sheen, who's this yes. corrupt cop. He's been after him uh, in the well, news. Supposedly. Supposedly. He's been writing articles about him, and Martin Sheen is a... is Him and his buddy are very corrupt cops. They're yeah. like real upfront about it. Yeah. They're not hiding it in any way. No, no they're like... They're, they actually <laughs> seem... It's almost like the rest of the department is like, yeah, that guy, he's super corrupt. He's trying to kill people for a coin, but that's none of my you know, business. Yeah. He's, he's tenured. We can't do anything about yeah, it. He's got tenure, <laughs> basically. Yeah, that guy's an asshole. He's, but we can't do anything about it. Oh yeah, he loves yeah, he's, opera too. He's constantly, you killing, know, he's evil. He's constantly <laughs> killing witnesses and oh, people, sure. just people he doesn't like. It's a fucking mess. Anyway, uh, so they're looking for this coin, but that's but that's fun. Uh, and and this coin reminds me of that jewel in uh, all, in I'll Never Tell. Uh, don't say don't, a word. Don't say a word. Where it's like this jewel is worth ten million dollars, right. and you're like. For all the work that you put into it, yeah. not, I don't know. How does, <laughs> I don't know. Just do something else. How does McGinley end up with the coin? Does I the don't remember. Kid, he, I think he gets it from the kid. I literally because the kid gets it and then he like meets up with Marley Matlin mm-hmm. or whatever and he like hides it in her because the cops are after him. He hides it in the beeper. pager. The cops are after him and they get him and he's like, we know they bust in on her and she's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, and you're like this guy's a this guy's a, a fugitive and well, they just we'll arrest fix your him. Door. We'll, yeah, don't worry, we'll pay for the. And they're like, log. give us. They're like, give us that, or we're gonna kill you in 24 hours or whatever. Right. And then, sure enough, they he's driving and he isn't giving the coin and the <laughs> car, he blows up in a car explosion. <laughs> or does he? Yeah. This is a really funny scene too was, because he's driving around, he's listening to like some sort of scat uh, yeah. jazz. Oh my god, the music in this movie is unconscionable. It's Bridgetown, so it's he's driving bad. across a bridge and he's going like skiddly back bop. <laughs> and then the car goes, <laughs> and it just blows up and falls off the bridge. Can we it's, talk about McGinley for a little bit, just we, as a performer? Uh, absolutely. Because, like, what's this guy's deal? <laughs> I like him in so much stuff, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but if you put him in the wrong thing, it's nails on the fucking chalkboard. Oh, yeah. It is here. Oh, yeah, here is exactly what I'm talking about. Because it's like, like him being in something where it's like, his whole energy is not bringing anything to the table. Yeah. It's just it's just a like overkill. Why, you're just like, why is this annoying guy so annoying? Right, exactly. That's and then when he, he blows up, annoying. you're like, who good? That's the thing. It's like <laughs> if you if you if you do him if you use him wrong, it's annoying. And even Stone, who uses him well all the time, mm-hmm. he still he'll still get it wrong. Yeah. Like in Wall Street, like he's really fucking annoying in Wall Street. <sighs> I, I think that character. Yeah, I don't know what we're supposed to think of that character. But he's great know. in like Platoon. He's oh, so yeah, he's such a specific kind of guy in Platoon. He's got that. We energy. all have known that. Fucking or like guy. In, in talk radio, I mean, he fucking yeah. rules in that movie. Sadly, we've all known a guy like the guy in Hear No Evil sure. too, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's I mean, he's. A, I, you know, I'm not, I don't think Scrubs is a great show or anything, but he's he's 
His, he was he's good. good on he's that. good on Scrubs. Like he was, was, he, the thing. he was good for a while, and well, then I that mean, show like got the, really annoying. I only but. ever watched like a handful of episodes sure. here and there. It wasn't like uh, yeah. a season to season right, thing right. for me. So when I watched an episode, I'd always be like, Ah, John C. McGinley's fun because he would come in and be like, Zach Braff, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Shut the fuck Everybody's up. Everybody's happy like, about that. Yes, you're yeah. right. He's great in Seven. <laughs> sure, which he's in. SWAT goes <laughs> before <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> he's in. It turns out I don't think you even see his face. His name's California in that movie. You got what you deserve. Well, I'm gonna spoil the ending of this movie real quick because uh, it is bananas because like here's the thing about this movie is that and i don't know if you guys felt the same way maybe you maybe you were maybe you were thinking about this movie i was just watching it yeah i wasn't thinking anything while i was watching this movie so when he blows up i'm like john c C. mcginley blew no i just thought oh john c mcginley blew up because i and when he shows up at the end i'm like why? Why is it this guy? <laughs> they don't. They don't get into the mechanics of how he staged this explosion. Yeah, he just. He says he goes like. He just and like, then I, I blew up oh, the car because I didn't. I just had because no, because at no point before that was he like. I mean, he's broke, but at no point before that was I. I just. I, it never crossed my mind that like <clears throat> this guy's gonna show back up again. You couldn't. You couldn't possibly diagram his plan. I'm not saying. It I'm not saying it was a good twist. I'm saying it's. It's. It, I just didn't think about it. It at worked all. weird for me. Okay, so when he's when he's at the beginning of the movie. I was like, oh, he's going to be the killer. And then he gets blown up, and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe he's dead, maybe he's not. He's killed. But then, but then uh, they do, they actually do point out because the cops are below the bridge and they like we didn't find the body, so you're like right. Red, so I was okay. like, okay, well he could uh, come, alert, he alert. could come back. But then, but See, then I missed that because I was kind of like I was kind of like, checked out. I wasn't like going like wait a minute, what happened to my brilliant twist that I had figured out? But then when they arrest Martin Sheen with 25 minutes yeah, left yeah, in the yeah. movie, I was like, <laughs> okay, John McGinley's gonna come back now. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it no just other. I guess I was just so like I was like, why are there 20 minutes left? And then I I didn't it didn't even cross my mind because I was just like whatever. <laughs> Okay, my my other favorite thing about this movie care. is how uh, there's you know there are all these people that are after this coin. They they uh, they assaulted uh, Marley Matlin's like friend because she was staying in her apartment. All this yeah. stuff. This is a, that's well, I want to talk about that. Oh, scene we'll, too. we'll talk about that. But like, but DB Sweeney has taken it upon himself to sort of investigate this crime. Marley Matlin really doesn't do anything. DB Sweeney just keeps like dropping her off with other people <laughs> while he goes around like finding shit out. And it just, I thought why, that was so why hilarious. Why is he her keeper at a certain yeah, point? I know too. it's, it's like, so weird. It, they they treat it like she's a pet, like a rescue pet <laughs> that like needs a place to crash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and she doesn't have anybody else. Apparently, she's like a highly functional, yeah. attractive lady, and and then. As soon as her friend gets killed, but then it turns out she's not dead. Right. Very weird. Uh, she's yeah, just I was sort like, of oh, like, she's, she's dead, got, she's got no one no else. One. So she's going to have to live with Deadbeat Sweeney. Well, yeah, she, nice. lives, she lives with nice. Deadbeat Sweeney. That's right. I'm sticking and, like, with the two. Deadbeat nice. Sweeney takes him to like, his mom's house. And like they yeah. hang out for a while. I think they're romantic at that point. It's Fuck it, still bad. Yeah, meet uh, my mom for some reason. Okay, I, okay. And he also, by the way, his Portland, his yeah. Portland apartment is enormous. Oh, he's yeah. but he owns a at least he owns a, he like owns a restaurant. Sure, right. His, so, um, he's supposed to be successful. His, uh, I, I want to talk about John C. McGinley's funeral real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that was a funeral for a white dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it got an, hilarious. It's got an it's all like, black acapella group doing like boys to men yeah, songs. and then there's a ton of people. There and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, who was this guy? But this is DB. I have D, uh, Deadbeat Sweeney's uh, eulogy that he oh re- that God. he reads for him, and this is the uh, this is the end of it. He, we catch it like in the middle, and he goes, uh, "This is him talking about his friend or brother, <laughs> John C. McGinley." I thought it was his brother. It could be his friend. It doesn't really. Matter. I don't know. And he's uh, he, <clears throat> and this is in front of people <laughs> at the funeral. Seriously, this funeral is like the funeral in in Lethal Weapon Three for the kid that Murtaugh shoots. <laughs> yes. He goes. He was always talking about invisible conspiracies. I guess he found one. 
somebody killed him. And then he walks away. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he, said, he says, like, we, he always wanted to be a journalist when we were th- had paper routes when, I was a, when we were kids. Yeah. And Martin oh, Short, boy. Martin Sheen actually, like, goes. I wish it was Martin, Martin Short Sheen. now. <laughs> Martin Short. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That was a lovely eulogy, son. That was my Jimmy, Jiminy Glick. Uh, but uh, Martin Sheen does tell him, he goes, that was a lovely eulogy, son. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was terrible and weird. That's like his best friend in the world. That's his eulogy for him. (laughs) Somebody killed him. I'm out. Mic drop. (laughs) Peace. And then the the all black acapella group just keeps singing at the. So weird. Well, well, DB, you were the uh, you were the victim's friend, and you're here at the funeral. So I guess she needs to live with you now. Oh, because she goes back to her, her apartment, and this is where we get this scene where it's her and her horny friend. She's got the horny friend who's also her roommate who also knows sign language. This is like Linda Hamilton's horny yeah, friend yeah, in the Terminator. That's, that's exactly what it reminded yeah. me of. Was they like, even oh, kind of look a, the same. Is, yeah, and they're, and they're like, in, I think she's in workout Always in workout gear. clothes. Yeah. Oh, always in workout and clothes. it's like, oh, this is exactly, it was like almost exactly like the scene in Terminator. Yeah, if only she'd had like a cute lizard friend. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and like uh, one of the one of the pilots from Top Gun was her yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and Marley Matlin is having a sexy, uh, naked, uh, candle death bath. Uh, in, in the, <laughs> well, and so... And I loved their song, uh, <laughs> Little Pig Let Me In, or whatever, the Green Jello. And... Uh, Green, uh, green they turn their name into Candlebox, Green right? Jelly once they got sued. Yeah. yeah. And, and they become of, Candle Death Band or whatever? <laughs> that's right. And one of... Um, <laughs> And one of Sheen's thugs, or possibly Sheen himself, I don't know. I think one of his foot I think soldiers. I thought it was the mulleted thug, the mulleted thug friend. Break, are we sure it's not? In. Are we sure it's not McGinley at that point? Well, I guess we can't be sure, but right. Well, can we be sure of anything? No. Oh my. Uh, he breaks in and, and gets in an altercation and gets in a fight with the um, with the the horny friend, and in and it, and ends up in this scene choking her to death. And this is the way it's depicted, at least, because it, it's like yeah. they, they linger over it. He's got his hands under throat, and she's like. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like in a movie, the, uh, when you see a person get strangled to death, and then there's even a scene where Marley Matt like comes out and struggles with this person, then falls down the per- for whatever reason, like, sees the some, body and it's like, ah. yeah, she's like, oh no, and then uh, and then she ends up the, the guy, someone else tries to come in, Deadbeat or something, Sweeney and the guy, in. Deadbeat Sweeney comes in, the guy runs away, and you see this shot of Marley Matlin kind of like fl- splayed out on the floor, and then it pans down to her friend dead, <laughs> clearly. I mean, she just, <laughs> you know, dead. Yeah. And then cut, cut to, to the a hospital. shot of her being pushed into the ambulance, and she's. Like, and then they're at the hospital, and doctor's like, "She's like got a lot of injuries, but she's gonna make she's it. She's gonna be fine." <laughs> and well, that guy sort of like somewhere along the way they had it, they couldn't reshoot it, and they were like, eh, "What? Who knows?" I want the doctor to say like, "Well, she's dead, but she's gonna be okay. She's gonna be fine." <laughs> <laughs> she was moved to a much better hospital where doctors upgraded her condition to alive. Let me know if her condition changes. We she's lo- dead. We lost her. She's gonna be fine. No, and I mean, she, no, I mean, she. We lost her. She's gone. No, we, she she's, no, she's gone. What's that from Earth Development? He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone in there all set. And he's like, no, I mean, he's gone. He, we, we don't know where he is. Doesn't that? Isn't that a recurring bit? That yeah, doctor's that always doctor doing, keeps that? doing that. Yeah. Well, that that just sort of gives you an idea of how kind of just lazy and clunky this movie is. <laughs> just lots of like the the twist at the end with McGinley is just yeah. like not very well thought out. Either. You're just like, what? That's okay. I think that's why like I don't I couldn't hate this because it, it was, was like stupid in a lively way for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, is. it was. It's, it's basically I, a fun I, bad movie. I, I find think. that so much more. I don't I don't think it's good either. But sure, I find sure, that no, no, so no. much more enjoyable to like look at. 
right. than than like than like someone who's like let's t- let's no, let's no. take this thing and make it fucking dark and hard to pay attention to right. and impossible to enjoy. It's not and this particularly is like, dark. Yeah. This is like ah, uh, this is dumb. At least every scene is brightly lit. I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really did light the stuff. Yeah, like you know, I, I can tell what's going on. Oh, this is DB Sweeney's and DB Sweeney like he's as much of a sort of. Uh, mope as he is or dope or whatever he like learns he like learns sign language he is pretty learning quick sign language right. he's, he's watching, like, he's oh, watching right, a sign language right, video learning sign language it's like oh right and then they start whatever. they start boning pretty pretty shortly after i mean it's, no, it's no cutting edge but it's uh, well which i do has, have a soft he just spot has for. this gorgeous deaf lady in his apartment now and he's just for summer it's very strange it's like this deaf lady followed me home should yeah, i keep it I, she's she sleeps on my couch now and he has insomnia that's another detail that to the, right. for some reason that's in there she also there's also weird things where like she that i feel like i don't know and i don't know if marley matlin like was like i'll do whatever is in the script or whatever but there's parts where like she accidentally like turns on the yeah, she the, fucks up his kitchen. The like, the like garbage disposal oh, with yeah. a bunch of spoons and shit in there. And I'm like, and I'm like, I know that like the point is that she can't hear it, but like she's she's not it. Yeah, she's, she's not, not stupid. stupid. Wouldn't right. she know enough like, to not put spoons in the disposal? Like she would, she would. That's like, a real. That's a real problem for people who can't hear, who who have are hearing impaired. They're constantly they losing silverware in the garbage. It's like dropping them right into the disposal. It's like a movie. Like whenever they do use her her deafness as like a as like a gimmick or whatever mm-hmm. in the movie. It's like for stupid shit like that where you're like, well, I don't believe that would ever happen. There's right. another incident. Or if it does, it would happen. It would have happened. I, I just don't, I, it, I don't buy it because she has the spoons like roiling around in there yeah. and she's like just looking around the kitchen and like D.B. Sweeney gets up and is like, oh my God, that's very loud. What's the, what's and you're the, like, what the fuck is it? What? I don't think that what's that's the, how it works. What's the bit later on where she's struggling with the killer and she puts a bunch of silverware in the garbage disposal? To make, she's trying That's to. Right. She's trying to make she's a lot of noise. Because she like, learns from it, right? And she's like, "Oh, you that think makes that, like a lot struggling of noise. and knocking shit over would be enough?" But no, I mean, no, no, it's no. just like and yelling and That's all when that. She turns, like, she turns yeah, on she, death metal. She speaks. Song too. She's not mute. Yeah, so she could yell and scream. Yeah, yeah, she does a lot. It's just weird. I know. I it, it was just it was a it was a, th- a a through line that bugged me because it's like again your movie is about that. And then you're, but they, and, and you it's have a thriller, this, and it's a thriller, it's a, it's a built in, it's a th- gimmick you've built into your movie right. that is what the movie's about. And not and only it that, barely, it barely uses have, it, and when it does it, uses it poorly. You have this, you have this famous actress who's also an advocate for people who are hearing impaired, and it's like, yeah, yeah. why are you representing it like it's a fucking gimmick? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. There's a part in it where, um, yeah, sorry, to, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, but I'm saying that it is the gimmick of the movie. I'm not saying that like being sure, deaf sure. is a gimmick. No, but the movie kind of uh, treats it like a, like a, like a cute thing. Right, right. You know? But it's almost, like but they don't but they use it wrong it's like when yeah. it's like when 3d movies became like uh art or whatever and they were like it's about the depth of the thing yeah, and not a thing flying at the yeah. camera and you're like well no it is about a thing flying at the camera that's the only reason that 3d exists the only reason to have a deaf lady in the thriller where she can't hear anything is that you have a bunch of scenes yeah where like she's in danger right because she can't hear things and it's suspenseful and this movie never does it not once. Yeah. There's also a part like like this She spoon. literally hears no evil. Well, I mean, like I guess the, the part where scene. her friends getting the shit beat out, getting murdered and she's in a bathtub. Right. That I guess that scene, but sure. she she could be a, another movie. In another movie she would just be wearing headphones and it would be the this, same scene. Wasn't there a part in this where like somebody's giving trying to make an, an urgent phone call to her but she's accidentally turned off the light that flashes when her phone rings mm-hmm. and it's like, well, she didn't see the phone ring. There you go. There you go. That's the yeah, that's how that happens. <laughs> but there's a part when she's Oof. in D.B. Sweeney's uh, amazing kitchen ag- again, and she puts some toast in, and then the toast burns and sets off the alarm, and that wakes him up as well. Right. And it's like, 
That's the toaster's fault, man. Like, what is well, this toaster? She can't hear, so she's effectively as as useless as an eight year old. Yeah, and she can't smell the burning toast. <laughs> yeah, like, right? It's just uh, unbelievable. And this is no. Uh, by, by the way, all this is. I, Marley Matlin actually, I think, is is okay I in love, this. I love the idea that she that she's in this. And I like. Yeah, sure. I want this to be. I want this to be good. I want there to be like. Like I, I like that she was like, yeah, I'll, you can see why she would do this, you know. Sure. Like, you, it's hard to see why anybody would have been in Jennifer Eight except like they're paying me. But it's like in this one, she's like, oh yeah, a, a thriller about that. I can make that something and you know portray uh, deaf people, hearing impaired people as like people yeah. or whatever. But then uh, the filmmakers were it's like, we're, we're like not on board with that. They were like, no, yeah. no, no, that's not what this. No, is. we're making a regular stupid this, movie here. This one honestly could do with maybe like, oh, it's actually about this. Right, kind right. Of. There and, is a you know a couple. There is there are two scenes in it where I, th- I think it at least at least hints at what it could have been. Yeah. And there's one scene where she is like, because th- that's what the the plot of this movie is. There's the the coin. She has it. She doesn't know it. They're go- coming after. Her. So she's just constantly running from guys. And here's the thing. She's deaf. So that adds another layer of how scary it is. Supposedly. Which is, should, should, seems like a no-brainer. On, on paper, yeah. Should be real easy. And it, it's, not, it's not very good. <laughs> but there is one scene where she's like running through the woods and, you, and, you, and they really... F- fully realize the kind of disadvantage that she's at because there's a guy chasing after her. She's making all this noise, has no idea what kind of noise she's making, can't hear the guy coming after her. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of scary. Mm-hmm. That's and then true. and then she comes up to this phone booth and and you and she and she's trying to call. She doesn't even know. And, and this is the the one scene where you're just sort of like, "Oh man, this is like so fucking I feel, I feel so sorry for her." I'm like, "Oh man." Right. <laughs> she's like already a scary situation yeah, and then yeah. she's has this whole other disadvantage added to it. It's like that's fucking scary. But that's a one scene they do it and there's like three other scenes later in the movie where they don't do that. Yeah. Where exactly. They, where they miss you where they, they misuse it. They and then they Again. don't do any of that at all. Yeah. That's what the movie is right there. Just have that sort of shit happen. That's 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 your movie. And this scene where she's <laughs> in the phone booth is is pretty fun too because like uh she turns around and sees the guy she's holding the phone receiver. She turns around and sees the guy and then hits him through the phone booth yeah. glass yeah, yeah. with the receiver and knocks him and you're like, God damn yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's amazing. I like uh, the scene where Martin Sheen gets arrested yeah, because it's like he's just confessing the world, and he's like, "No one's listening." He checks for he checks for a uh, <laughs> for a wire, and he's like, "There's no wire." All right. So, anyways, here's my bad guy shit. <laughs> here's the bad guy stuff that I've been and doing. The entire oh. fucking department shows up and arrests him. <laughs> this that remind that remind you talking about the the this reminded me of a scene that could have been much better, except that they they you just switch characters because like there's a scene where uh, DB Sweeney. Because he's a rock climber, uh-huh. breaks into Martin Sheen's house, which is up on stilts or on a hillside or whatever. So he has to climb up there. Yeah. Anyway, whatever that that is, he he breaks into Martin Sheen's house, and then Martin Sheen comes back from the opera earlier or whatever. That's and, right. And is like, and he knows he's in there, of course. And I I was just think, I'm literally just thinking about it just now, like, like, why isn't that Marley Matlin? If that was Marley Matlin in that yeah. scene, it would be way more intense because she like broke in there and is like trying to find evidence. Meanwhile, these people come home. She doesn't hear it. She doesn't hear it. Yeah. And you know, maybe doesn't notice until like a light goes on. And it's like, oh fuck! And then it's like, oh no, it's too late! And he's like, somebody broke in here! And then you know, God, that that's that's yeah. making that's making me be like, that's a great scene. This but scene the way is- they have is DB Sweeney, and you're like, well, this guy can hear and rock climb and shit, and who fucking cares? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that would have been. You're right. That yeah, would have actually like his, been fucking she's awesome. His, God damn it! Like his pet in this movie. It's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's this is a really this. I, I laughed out loud at this part because the idea is that he's gone to the opera. We know how long operas are, so we have this amount of time. But of course, Martin Sheen left because it's a shitty opera and he yeah. didn't like it. And he's bitching about the opera when he's walking in. And he, the first thing he says is like, "That was the worst Rigoletto I've ever heard." I did enjoy, <laughs> and the mezzo soprano was way off. Oh, I'm steaming. I did enjoy. This is like that period, like pre West Wing. Uh-huh. 
uh-huh. Martin Sheen, where he would he was in like the he was Al- just Al- always being stuff. Yeah, but he was also in like guys. this, and then like he would he's and then it's like in in Spawn. We were Spawn, playing Spawn right. in the store uh, oh, a couple days ago, and I had I had I remembered he was in it, but I'd forgotten. How like much he's like he's like I'm a villain that talks like this and he's got this stupid corrupt black authority beard and figures shit. And always, I was like, always I was evil like, authority oh, figures and I'm just like you know what like I think at the time I saw Spawn I was like man Martin Sheen is terrible in this and I was watching the other day going like yeah, he's fine. you know what Martin Sheen is terrible in this and he knows it and <laughs> God bless that man because he fucking showed up and went like I know what movie I'm in fuck off I'm gonna I, do oh. I'm gonna do my Martin Sheen sort of thing and he's, he's doing the similar thing in this one and it's like it was it's not great but it was i thought i found it fun because he's just like he he's feels like, like it seems like he's enjoying he himself. like he like goes like i'm the villain okay i'm gonna play it as a just i tried thing. to watch that and his that wife is a villain spawn, too that That's 90 right. spawn again like maybe a week oh, or two sucks. ago i couldn't finish it yeah it's, it's just like it's i got about 20 minutes in especially with leguizamo <laughs> doing the clown thing it's just and all of his all of his shtick is like i think thoughts are funny you know it's just uh, ate, well i mean he ate maggots for that movie so well, yeah, don't get me started on uh, uh, Todd McFarlane. And oh, of course not. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Uh, uh, but there's uh, <laughs> the only thing, that, the only good thing, quote unquote, good that Todd McFarlane ever did were the intros to the Spawn cartoon. <laughs> Turn out the lights. <laughs> it's time for Spawn. I'm wearing my hockey jersey, my Spawn hockey jersey. God. Oh my God! What he a loves piece of sports. Shit. He loves sports. Anyway, anyway, moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So moving Martin, on. I told you so not to get me started on Todd McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> so Martin Sheen gets busted, and he's and so you're like, all right. All right. And then you pause it, and there's like 20 minutes left. You're like, "What? Mm. That's mm-hmm. weird." Uh, there's there's like a, a now really, I have to go to the ski lodge. There's a really funny scene bef- b- before they bust uh, Martin Sheen, oh, where they're man. where they're like t- they they have the evidence and they're watching it, and then <laughs> and DB Sweeney goes, "All right, we got him. Let's celebrate." And you're yeah. like, "You don't have him. What are you talking about? Let's celebrate." He's like, "Yeah, they actually have to arrest him first yeah, before he can celebrate." You, you have no fucking idea what's going to happen, but they actually do bust him. Sure. And then and then the, this place that he talked about going to to celebrate. This is another one of those these inexplicable reasons why this movie is a little bit dear to my heart. Is they go to Hood River, yeah, which is uh, a place that I spent a lot of time at in my youth because my dad was a windsurfer. <laughs> And there's windsurfing in this movie, and windsurfing is in fact used to defeat the bad guy in the end. That's true. And I was sur- there's a scene where like DB Sweeney and Marley Matlin are like windsurfing and stuff together, and there's windsurfers all around, and I'm like, this is just. I spent untold hours in this milieu. Some nice nostalgia for you in the I, middle of this I piece of so. shit. I guess so. Yeah, and it was and it was Hood River where you'd go, and then they're hang- then they go to this lodge that's right next to Mount Hood. I'm I'm happy that you found such such amusement in this ocean of mediocrity. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this, it, it is a, a kind of I, I, a kind of movie that I I guess ironically enjoy because sure. on the one hand it's like bad in the ways that I like. I also really like movies with like, with dumb MacGuffins like this. Don't you feel like you wish it was more inept? It's like it's it's pretty inept. It's not though. It's very workmanlike. It's very simple. It's unsophisticated. That's fine. Those aren't intrinsically bad qualities. Yeah. But when when your script is this useless, and when you're not going to do anything with your with your sort of central gimmick, to have it be this bland. It's like why? I mean, like it's like a little kid that will only eat plain pasta. You know what I mean? It's like, do you want Dude, some butter on that or something? No butter. That ew. I mean, it's just you're so weird, kid. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like anything. Just give me you anything. Can do anything you want here. Like, like you got John C. McGinley in your movie, and you kind of don't really let him go nuts. You know, he uh, goes a little nuts at the yeah, end, but yeah. yeah. You know, Martin Sheen is the bad guy. 
He's not really that scary, slimy. He's just like a bad guy. He likes opera. That's so evil. And I had I had high hopes at the beginning because, like, yeah, the credit sequence was terrible, but like that that scene where the kid murders the security guard, I was like, that was a it's little crazy. weird. That was over yeah, the yeah, top. Yeah. So I was like, maybe this will be like like the credits clued me in that this was going to be cheap shit right away. But then when that happened, I was kind of like, well, maybe this will be amusingly weird, but it's just not. Yeah. I was I was bummed. I had also watched this after I watched Mute Witness, which has a similar kind of opening where I was kind of like, "Ooh, okay, what is this right, movie?" Exactly. Although that one that one paid that off. That one paid off. Right. Yeah. That's the the opening scene of this movie is arguably the best part of sure. the whole thing. Yeah. Except <laughs> and it's and it's not I good. Like, it's not good. It's just very weird. The ending is the <laughs> ending and a couple other scenes hint at the kind of like it was this movie was never going to be good, but like hinted the kind of kind of ridiculous bad movie that it could have been. Yeah. Um, but there's the there's a classic scene. Well, I, th- I think it's awesome. And it's again where you're kind of like where you're kind of like, why isn't the rest of the movie like this? Why aren't you doing things like this for the rest of the movie? Well, didn't you not know? what the whole point of this premise was in the first place. Right. But she's, so they're at this lodge, and of course, D.B. Sweeney's like, we're in love now, so I'm going to go really <laughs> far away from you. Yeah, you yeah, stay yeah. here. Should be fine, right? You hang out in the hotel. I'm going to go have fun. D.B. Sweeney, check the runtime. There's 15 minutes left. You shouldn't leave, dude. This is <laughs> a, a final act. Uh, but he goes off, <clears throat> and most of the time in this movie, it's straight up D.B. Sweeney or somebody else like saving her last minute. So she's a very, she's very helpful. Of course, she does bash that guy through the, sure, sure. Through the, uh, phone booth that's pretty yeah, cool throw her bone. but she's a pretty straight victim the whole time up until the end and db sweeney does not make it there in time so she has to finally right. harness the power of uh, of all that she's learned through the rest of the movie and so she's running through and what is her disadvantage that sh- that he can hear stuff and she can't so she turns on the some music heavy really metal, loud yeah starts making a bunch of noise turns on the uh the she she, she gets the um the fire sprinklers sprinklers going shit like that and uh, so she's like i was raised in the deafness <laughs> you humiliated adopted, <laughs> humiliated it, adopted it and so she's running <laughs> from him at this Christ. point and uh <laughs> and and, oh, and then she plays this terrible song um that, that maybe i'll play at the end of this but it's just this, this death metal song that you put on and it is called <laughs> wings it is called virgin steel is the name of the band the song is wings of the night that Wings fucking rules. The and the al- the name of the album is Age of Consent. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. What's the name of the band again? Virgin Steel. Virgin Steel. Oh my god. With an E. S T E L E. What's the name of the song? Wings, Wings of the Night. The Wings of the Night. That's such a rules. stupid fucking song. Age of and consent. so this is other stuff that was making me giggle. Virgin Steel. <laughs> Eight then- inches of Virgin Steel. <laughs> I was I was like so I was so barely paying attention I was just I was sort of just looking at it until it ended so I wasn't even paying attention to what the name of the band was looking at it until it ended is was that that is the most perfect review of this movie that That's I can imagine <laughs> I looked at it until it was over <laughs> And so she I'm stealing and, that and so she hides out behind a, a windsurfer a windsurfer sail and and uh, and he and she where's he like she he she can't hear her no, no. or something and she sets the coin out in front of this window and he's like ah the coin <laughs> oh it's mine he's actually going like mine mine he's like Gollum or some shit at this point that's like fucking Scrooge McDuck's lucky dime or whatever ah, me lucky dime she hits him in the nuts with, she, a, with an he, oar number one dime sorry. yeah and then she, yeah he uh, he turns around and she hits him with his with his sail and then I think hits him in the nuts and he goes out a window and and falls to his death it's yeah. and does it end then uh I think that there's no they, they there's 
I wanted it to do the bit from The Simpsons where he like holds she holds up a picture frame to show him his reflection and then punches <laughs> him through. <laughs> Too much of a boy for Crazy Town. Mm, the child was an outcast. Uh, but yeah, the the light, so that's basically where it ends. But there is a scene while the credits are rolling where they're, the oh, coin yeah. is back at the museum. Oh again. right, oh, right, right, right. And, and they, they, they go to they go to visit the coin. Yeah, they're visiting the coin. And her and, friend, and her friend is the one who's. I think, I think it's her friend. It's so. her friend. I think it's her friend. Her horny friend is the one who's going like. And here's the thing about this coin. And you're like, wait, she worked. She there? worked there. I'm, I think I'm, so. I, that that I did not catch. I could be wrong, but I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's it's her friend is the one who's like giving the, you know giving the museum to her. And I'm like, weird. Well, small Portland is a small town, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and this is where you finally hear about like why the coin is so valuable, and it's like this coin was a thing that Alexander the Great gave to some guy to do something. I held this uncomfortable <laughs> coin up my ass two years, and it's pretty valuable, <laughs> but it's still a coin, yeah. and it's really not worth killing over. The for, end. Certainly not worth killing multiple people for. Here's yeah. some smooth jazz to carry us out of here. No evil. Yeah, and Debbie Sweeney and uh, and her are like they're making like, out. Oh, we're great. They're in love. And they're in love. They, the movie yeah. puts a lot of stake into their relationship, and, the, right. and there's zero heat between the two of them which so that that's honest, there, there, honest, there was a sex scene there's a sex is there scene. more oh god there's a yeah. scene in it uh where um where they have had sex this is it's pretty uh, it's oh and he's like he's not, like what's the why do you sign boobs and like how do you sign orgasm but it's i terrible. also couldn't stop laughing where uh where he goes how do you say breasts and it turns out the sign for breasts is just like, like oh and you're like can we is there a more subtle one that we can use when you don't want to do that well he, he asks <laughs> well, you don't want to go he, like goo, goo, goo. he asks for one and then she <laughs> she does the signs for the individual letters and signs out honkers yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, "How about horny, horny?" And she makes a what little. What about what about? Yeah, it's just a little horn sticking out of your head. What yeah. about orgasm? And then he and then he resigns all that. And he, what do you say? The two of us uh, get horny and have a couple more orgasms. And he's doing the sign. Five and Douglases. She, and Five she, Douglases. And then she does it like her finger, like going. Yeah, it's like boner. Which is presumably sign language for boners. And you're like, oh my fucking god. Five Douglases. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm absolutely going there. It's the dumbest thing in the world, but I was laughing gross. while I was watching it too. Yeah, it's so it made me so it gross. made me think of that Danny DeVito SNL thing where he's doing the 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 voiceover for the sex book audio book. Remember yeah. this no. when he's like he, he, it's Charles it's Phil Hartman as Charlton Heston and he's dis- he's reading the text. Vagina. I like my vagina. And then Danny DeVito describes the pictures and he <laughs> just goes, "Man, that is so horny." <laughs> It was just—it was like a ten-year-old. It's the most juvenile shit ever. Maybe this movie was written by like a kid. It feels that way. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Yeah, it's How do you use sign language for honkers? <laughs> for tatas? Ahuga. Uh, just one other line that I wanted to put out there. This is when when Martin Sheen's trying to t- terrorize Marley Matlin. He goes, "Since we don't have closed captions here, let's make sure we understand each other." And then she goes, "What?" <laughs> uh, ratings two Judds mm. you know it's uh, mm-hmm. it had it's amusing moments of mediocrity but mm-hmm. also it was just not fun enough it's a bad movie it's bad it's it's total cheap shit it's like the price of a used car kind of movie <laughs> uh, five Douglases <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the sign language. The Douglases officially have no meaning anymore. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Look, I've gotta I gotta take something away from this experience. Uh, and uh, are you sticking with five Douglases? Yeah, do for, it right. Hey, look for fun. Do the real one. Do a real one. All right, two. Yeah, All right. there you go. Uh, <laughs> but 
but you can have your five. <laughs> and I'm going to give it... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 signs for horny. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. 10 out of 10 horns. Mm-hmm. Now, take a huge grain of salt with this because this is—I don't—I don't think that this is going to apply to Five other judges. people. There's just a, a handful of reasons that this appeals to me. It is a bad movie, but I am giving it three judges. It does not deserve it's the Douglases it, that have no meaning. It though. does not deserve <laughs> three judges, but I have seen this movie three times now. And Jesus, I, and I watched it this Christ. time again. And I was still like, "Hey, it's kind of fun." Wow, um, this but, is the kind of movie I will never watch again. <clears throat> but it is wrong. Pestilence. Uh, I'm going to give it two Douglases. Um, there's a there's a nude scene, and then for the the, the sexy sign language talk, and uh, and then I'm gonna give it one uh, windsurfing kill. <laughs> <laughs> Means a lot to me personally. <laughs> yeah, your Hood River nostalgia has colored your judgment here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, two Juds. As much as it was amusing to watch, it was also not good at all. Um, In my opinion, we've started this podcast with two unbearable slogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't find this one an unbearable slog, although I, but I found it like it was it was a uh, I don't know what the what the term is, but a it was one of those it's hard to pay attention to. Yeah, like well, just, what did you say earlier? I don't even you're like, oh, I, I looked at it until I it was at over. It until it was over, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> That's, it was, that is, it was, that is the new a movie you could really sit it, down and watch. But it wasn't like pissing me off. You know, it sure. wasn't it wasn't actively like making me like annoyed. I was watching it. It was more just like, well, this is sure on. And now it was over. What a wow! That was a whole movie that I have to remember yeah. plot points of to talk into a microphone about. Uh, two two Douglases because there's some stuff, but not not really anything. And uh, ten out of ten dead roommates, mm. mm-hmm. undead roommates, undead roommates. She's fine. I know it really looked like she was dead. <laughs> she was fine. I know it looked like she had been murdered, <laughs> but she's not. <laughs> Miracles can happen. Uh, you watch 15 seasons of ER, you see some miracles. True. Speaking of possibly uh, undead uh, people, though, but that turned out that they actually are dead. Spoiler huh? alert. So we're going to talk about, uh, well, that sort of happens in the movie that we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. Next. Speaking of minor miracles, yeah, <laughs> actually. 1995's New Witness. expectations for whatsoever and fucking loved. <laughs> that was very good. Was Never heard movie. of. And then when somebody brought this up, I looked at it and it's a goose egg parade. Save a cameo by Alec Guinness. Yeah. Never heard of any of these people. Yeah. Uh, shot in Russia. Shot in Russia. Russia. There's even a scene where it's like red squares. With a mostly Russian cast. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one of the I mean I think it's one of the first movies probably shot you know Something American like movies shot in Russia. We know, I know the, we fir- know the, the first, first one is Police Academy Seven Mission to <laughs> Moscow. First, first American movie shot in in Unwatch- Russia. Unwatchable. Unwatchable. <laughs> what? This, this movie seriously, is actually quite seriously, good. Seriously, just like know know that fact about Police Academy Seven. <laughs> Don't ever watch it. Watch Mute Witness if you can find it. It yeah, is fucking. It's, it's hard to it's, find. It's a it's a real blast. Long out of print on DVD. It's a it's it's just a fu- it's just a fun movie where I was just kept going like if they, I think if it was 
I don't think it's directed poorly. It's directed very well, yeah. but it's like the kind of thing where I was like, there need it, it needed like a little extra push to be like kind of perfect. But it was getting there. It was kind of like it's one of those movies for me that I love where you're like, I think I know what this movie's about, and then it's like, oh no, here's another thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I know what's going on. Oh, actually, here's another thing. It just yeah, yeah. It kept like adding stuff, and the movie never really stops. Yeah. And there's uh, a there's a point at delivers. which there's a point at which like the main character is being chased. And you're like, so the movie is going to be about this mute woman who's being chased by these bad guys and they're trapped in this building. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Like, then these other characters show up and you're like, well, now this is happening. And then more guy, like, more people keep coming into the situation. It keeps changing and developing. It stops and starts. I thought it was going to be like a like a locked room movie, uh-huh. and, it, and tur- it is for a bit. It is for a little while, for a but, really long time. But it turns into all this other stuff. Well, then it's like a spy thriller at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, this is I did not. It was like total. It was all kind of blindsided me. Very and, good kitchen sink and, stuff. And it's like actually like has like kind of funny like lead performances it has, in it. It like has a yeah. dark, dark, dark sort of, a sort of fun, dark, darkly yeah, comedic yeah. sort of tone to it that doesn't, that's not over the top. It's, with its, it's sort of goofiness. got some grisly violence, but it's not mean-spirited, you know? Yeah. It, uh, a movie that does have a lot of grisly violence, and I don't know if it's mean-spirited, but it reminded me of this recent movie I saw at Fantastic Fest last year called uh, Why Don't You Just Die? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a, which is a, which is a Russian movie, but is like constantly... W- Oh, it, and it is a locked room movie, essentially. Yeah, but yeah. it was the same kind of thing where it was like, all right. And it, this one reminded me of this that not because not, more like just that it's like constantly like topping itself and going like you can you can see someone having fun writing this script. Yeah, yeah. And going like, what's the most fun thing going like, right now? And oh, now this happens. That's, yeah, yeah. And, that oh, seems now this happens. Like that, God forbid that that was their priority when they were writing this. And now then what would be fun? Yeah. And then what would be like? Fun? And how That's do we? Great. And like okay, That's what you should do. Okay, we yeah. got out of this thing, and now how do we make that fun? Oh, I got it. It's oh, like, okay. It's like the yes and thing. Like, yeah. You know, it's like oh, we need to escalate. Let's go further. Yeah. Where, how, where can we? How far can we take this idea? Yeah. Well, now it's got to go this way. And it really, it really just keeps going. Until the very end, mm-hmm. it just and it just <laughs> lives in set pieces too. Like the set yeah. pieces are over half of the movie. Yeah, it's very like, much. There's a, a scene where she's like escaping from bad guys, and it just goes on and on. And I don't, and I mean that in a really good way. Where yeah, you're like, yeah. I can't believe how much stuff there is. It no. just keeps coming and coming. It's, this is what these movies should be like. It's one of my favorite like sustained like pieces of suspense filmmaking I've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, at least recently. Like it's like really, it's really well done, and it keeps it keeps going, and it and it's escalating too. Yeah, like. As it like that whole that that sequence alone is like, oh fuck now like you it it keeps getting to the point where you go oh fuck now she's really screwed yeah yeah, yeah. and then and, and and it keeps it keeps doing that you keep going like oh fuck now she's really screwed Five, two oh, minutes later oh fuck bad. now she's actually really screwed yeah yeah wait no that was bad but this is worse it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> I particularly enjoyed the flip flopping of is he or isn't he a bad guy yeah with the, with the cop. Oh, they, that they was keep so playing fun. it. They, they yeah. play it both directions more than once. Sometimes over the fun. course of like a minute, he'll yeah, go yeah. from good to bad and to it, good again. And it works. Crazy. It works it totally pretty well works, too. Yeah. Like it's like because the whole movie kind of could fall apart a little, but it all pretty much works. And all, not only like all the tricks, all the, all tricks, the tricks that they do. Yeah, it's all like, good. It all comes together, and they and like you keep saying, like they keep they keep going and they sustain it. Not only that, but they sustain it like right up until the end credits. Yeah. Like there's a natural stopping point at the end of this movie where like, you know, they okay, okay, the story is over. And then it's like, wait a minute, get out of the car. I mean, yeah. it's just like, and then, and now it's over. It's it like, whoa. Yeah, the movie can't fucking stop yeah. delivering like cool thrills and neat twists. And, and it is the shortest of the three of these. And yeah, after, hour after, 45, something like no, that. No, it's 93 minutes. Oh, that's, yes. that's right. That's right. And after two wow. movies that like, that like end and then keep going kind of yeah. or like feel like they're never going to end it was 
I mean, this is the one I watched first out of sure. I just threw this one on going like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, this is, all right, let's get this mute witness shit out of the way. And then yeah. I was like, God, and I, I got to the end and I'm like, fuck, that's going to be the best yeah, one. Yeah, there's no way the other two I didn't know I was going to hate the other ones at sure, all. Sure, but they were never going to be that good. But I was like, this is, I, God damn it. That was like the <laughs> most fun I had watching a movie in a yeah. while. A movie I hadn't seen, you know. So. This and, and uh, this is the first one that, that we've watched that reminded me of De Palma in a good way. Where yes. it was like, where I wasn't sitting there going like, I wish Brian De Palma directed this. There was like definite parts of this where like, oh, this guy, he knows what he's doing. Like, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't visually look like a De Palma movie, but it is no, but it very plays much in like one. It feels yes, like one. It feels yeah. like well, one. I mean, it opens with uh, yeah, it with opens a, with a giant blowout, with a blowout, blowout fake Absolutely. off. Yeah, with a blowout fake out. The same thing where like they're they're you're watching this, and I mean, I I figured it out pretty quick. Sure, sure. It. But they're filming us where they're like, you're like, oh, there's an ex- escaped killer, and then this yeah. lady's like getting ready, and then the killer is outside, I- exactly like yeah. Blowout, where he's like, yeah, like looking, looking through, through the, the window. window. Yeah. yeah, and it's and and and, and of course they're filming, and then it's not like Blowout where they're doing the sound for it, or but yeah, it's yeah. Just, but the trick is that they're filming they're this filming scene, it. and I really it's, and it's got this hilarious part where the the lady like <laughs> she gets killed in the movie, she gets killed and she's like dying and she's destroying the set, and, and, and that's and, and that's when you start to go like, oh okay. There's and, a funny shot of all the crew watching yeah. and. You don't know that that's what it is right away. You're like, yeah. oh, who are all these people watching? Because there's her? the guy, the murderer, and he's sitting there, like laughing and yeah, shit. Yeah, he like, stumbles just, he around, and then there's a, a cigarette, and or there's another guy next to him, and you're like, pulls out a flask. Like, like, then there's a lady. A movie, either this is a movie set, or this is a really weird murder. Right? And yeah. then it, eventually, it, it like cuts <laughs> to two other. Way. It cuts to two other guys like in, in the room watching, and they are laughing. <laughs> and it's just like it's really funny. And then like the, the, the director. Is uh, getting a translator to tell the actress like to tone it down. It's yeah, really <laughs> well, funny. and the joke. I mean, the joke is that like it's this American director who's clearly in over his head yeah. directing a movie in, in another Russia. country, and like so there's a there's a translation and yeah. they and, the, the, and when stuff. you're seeing it in the first scene when when it's within a the, the movie within the movie it's directed differently than mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. movie itself. Yeah, it's got this sort of like chintzy Peter almost Peter Jacksony sort of style to it. Right, and then when the movie itself starts taking over, it's a, a whole different sort of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, and then that, that's and then we, we meet the main character, who's uh, the she's uh, an effects effects the effects artist on the movie Billy, who's Billy, who's mute. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, she's actually a Russian actress, but she's playing an American. Yeah, oh okay. Um, she's and, great, and her yeah, she's she, great. What she's, a face! God, yeah, yeah, she's awesome. I don't know. I just I <laughs> I, yeah. I love this movie. It's Even really like movie. at this first part, I was kind of like, you know what. I'm ki- I kind of love this movie already, yeah. even after just the blowout fake out. And I was kind of like, you know what? If this, it already had like I was basically like, this has three Juds unless it really fucks up. Yeah, <laughs> and then it and actually, then very quickly it establishes it's going to have quite a few Douglases as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so so she anyway like she she's a special effects and her s- makeup lady. Her sister is like also on the crew. Yeah, and, and, is, and she's, is the, she's the sister's like the, the, the director's, director's girlfriend. The director's girlfriend. And yeah. actually, like those were two characters I was kind of like at first going like I don't know, but by the end of the movie I'm like I found these characters actually no, they funny were fun. and charming. Yeah, yeah. And they were fun because the movie's like like vacillating between, uh, tonally too, where yeah, it's yeah. like there's that whole suspense sequence is like genuinely like dark. Yeah. And I mean the murder scene is like is like is really like bad. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll and, talk about it. And uh, and it's about snuff films and shit. And you're like, oh, that's really fucked up. And then the like the sister and her boyfriend are like, like he can't cook dinner, and it's yeah, like yeah. it's kind of almost like, well, this is weird, but also funny. And then I don't know. and then when they get involved in the actual murder stuff, right. and it's like these two bumbling idiots are trying to save her. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. It's, it was and it was but it was actually funny. It was like yeah. that kind of thing where you're like this could this could be this could be bad, but actually it's really good. Yeah. I don't know. It juggles the, the both of those tones very successfully. It's like a lot of challenging stuff that they're doing and they're succeeding at all of it. It's yeah. Pretty, how do they how do they introduce re- her being, this movie being everyone? Uh I don't I don't remember actually. You don't remember? 
What's the question? Well, well, how how do they it? introduce her being mute? How do they get that across? Oh, I don't. I don't remember they don't do anything. There is. There <laughs> that's is. What, well, that's my point. That's my point. That's true. Because they they just they just you all you do is see her interact with other people. She you you see how she uses the phone. She, That's right. she makes these taps to communicate with her sister on the phone. She stomps a lot. Yeah, she makes she she communicates with everyone. There isn't any shit where somebody like makes fun of her. No. There's none of that. In the previous two movies, we've had big scenes That's true. where we not only are we told that this person is either blind or deaf, you know, uh, but then we have to have other characters do mean shit around them. Yeah. Like in Jennifer 8, there's the whole thing where Lance Henriksen is saying really loud shit and like <laughs> making blowjob gestures and all this stuff. In Hear No Evil, there's the dumb scene where she's talking with her friend on the park bench and the the hot dude comes by jogging and is like, it's really great that you are jogging. Last yeah. year we had two kids in wheelchairs. And it's just like, you know, yes, people are bad when they're interacting with people who have different disabilities and there are terrible stereotypes around those things. But that shit's so corny. Yeah. <laughs> and they make they make their their the the disability like into like a victim thing, like a disadvantage. Right. Whereas in this movie, it's not that thing at all. Yes, it is hard for her to, to it makes it harder for her to escape these bad guys. And when she can't communicate clearly right. to yes. everybody. That is the, is the biggest problem. She can't call the cops. Right, exactly. Right. Stuff she, like that. And and also like there's this movie also is But it's like, an advantage like, in some ways too. This, yeah. this she movie, can't scream. This movie has like layers of of like that kind of thing too cuz she can't she actually can't like call the cops and talk to them cuz she can't talk. Yeah. But also like they're in a different country. Yeah. And so even to, even if she spoke English getting to the cops and going like I saw this murder and all this stuff is also well, there's, like there's a scene also like this. where the cops are the cops actually are like okay whatever. There's a there's <laughs> even a scene in this where she's calling the cops on her on her voice box like her computer that yeah. talks for her. Which is very which is a weird uh, whole weird setup but it's actually it's like how they were trying what they were trying to do with the beeper in Hear No Evil right. but it works in this one and yeah. and it's a and it's just a fascinating contraption. Oh, I forgot yeah. to mention when we talked about Hear <laughs> No Evil. My name is Billy. You saw the you, in Hear No Evil you see her beeper like yeah. she actually gets a message and she looks at it and it's clearly just written on a piece of paper typed and taped <laughs> onto the front That's of it. True. But anyway, uh, it's a cheap, but, it's a but cheap in, piece in of the crap. scene in the scene in this where she's talking on the computer, yeah. she's trying to call the cops and the woman in on the Russia other too. in Russia and the woman on the other end doesn't understand her. And yeah. she doesn't understand the robot voice yeah. that is like saying hello, I, right. my name is Billy. Barely speaks I English am, at all too. I cannot I am mute. She's like Batman Batman after me Batman and she's like what? Batman, I'll go get a man to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And this and during this time a guy is drilling the lock on yeah. her door. Well, let's well, let's, <laughs> let's so let, let's because the plot of this is the way it plays out is really fun cuz yeah, it okay. keeps building on it. Cuz I mean she so there she's an FX artist and there's even a part where she like checks the blood and yeah. she's got like this giant jug of blood and this nice this seemingly nice guy like helps her like oh and her sister's even like he's cute and yeah, she's yeah. like no I don't want to I don't want to mess with you. she's like oh she keep you keep you warm on these Russian winter nights yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. you know and her sister is really good they have like a whole back and forth that's really sweet her but sister doesn't feel like her, but her boyfriend is uh, accommodating enough yeah. and, and is uh, right. helpful enough but and that is a thing that they go through, through the, the interactions well. that yeah, yeah. she has with her sister at the beginning of the movie are what clue you into the, that she doesn't talk Right, but yes. it's all. But There's it's also, also a part when a guy is talking to her to her sister and says, "Tell her this." Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "No, no, she no, can she hear can you. Hear yeah, you. She can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> she just can't talk. Yeah. Uh, but so, so she's like, uh, ends up. They they leave. They have to close the set down. They the director wants to keep going, but they have to shut the set down because it's time to close, and they're gonna have to rebuild the set anyway because this actor. I need a whole, whole day to redress room. <laughs> and the guy's like, God damn! It's it. like there's all kinds He's of there's Russians. all kinds of levels of, of uh, difficulty with communication. Yeah, in this movie. that's right. It is it is a running gag. 
It's more Which of a gag nice. than a theme, but it's a running gag. It's, yeah. it's a motif. It's a mm-hmm. motif, yeah. Um, and uh, it ends. It turns out that like Billy leaves, but then she's like, oh, actually, I have to go back and I've left something. I have to make more blood or some shit like yeah, that. She's yeah, she's like, I got to go back to the set and... And get something, and the you know director's like, get this mask of the guy. We're gonna need it for the shoot tomorrow. So yeah. get that. And she's like, okay, I'll get that too. And she, so she goes back to the set. M- meanwhile, when she gets there on the set, oh my gosh, <laughs> are she- some dudes shooting a porno. Yes. <laughs> yeah. At first, it looks like a porno. And that's yeah. where. And so she walks in, and this is this porno is happening in fairly graphic quality. And yeah, you're yeah. like, ooh, three Douglases. Yeah. And then it's, it shits, it gets really ugly, and he starts like slapping her, and you're like, mm, three and a half Douglases. Yeah. <laughs> and then he stabs her to death. And you're like, Four it's a Douglases. snuff movie. I guess at oh least four Douglases. Yeah, and it's really graphic too. I mean, you see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they murder. It's pretty. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, yeah, and it's the dude wearing. He's wearing the mask. He's wearing the mask that they need that for they the need movie. For the shoot, and the other yeah. guys like just filming it, kind of. And he's and it's in that like way that's just like. And like, you know, he of, might as well be smoking a cigarette while he's watching. And it's one of the dudes from the crew. It's one of the dudes mm-hmm. from you know, her film this crew. This sweater dude that yeah. was like nice to her is filming it. Yeah. And then the other guy is we don't know yet. Yeah. Because he's got the mask on while he's while he's murdering this woman. Yeah. And it's it's real nasty. And this is where you you get an actual ad- advantage of her being because she doesn't scream because she's, <laughs> she's you, scre- you see her just open her mouth because yeah. yeah. it's just that her instinctive it's great. You see her it's fucking horrifying. You, well, it does this. I feel like it does this more than once in the movie, or at least in the scene where she scr- she like screams. Her mouth is wide open. She's screaming, and the other lady is actually screaming. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and cool. So, and you're like, oh, because <laughs> she's not screaming, but she's like. This is the worst thing anybody has ever seen in their entire life. And cons- is- yeah, considering how how light the tone of this movie is occasionally, and how funny it is sometimes, they really get into how disturbing it was mm-hmm. for her to see this. And then another, the other guy who you, you can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy, where he's talking about, I've seen these snuff movies, and you never, you just can't forget these the images. Like they really yeah. dig deep, deep on like how up you know disturbing and how he was much just it- talking about a Serbian film. He's just talking, about <laughs> but not a in Serbian a this movie called the Serbian film. Ugh. But it does it in a way that's not like. Uh, fucking eight millimeters. No, right, no. Right. you know what I mean. It's like this is a very. I did want to. I did want to see a cutaway to Nicolas Cage. Well, during this scene, Nicolas Cage going, "Oh no, oh no." He's sitting in the same theater as uh, <laughs> as uh, fucking what's his name from uh, Hardcore. <laughs> George Scott. George Scott. Oh, oh, no. oh my groin! God damn it! Oh my groin! <laughs> But uh, but at this at this point, so she she has so she's not seen this, herself. but they don't, they don't know she's there. They don't know she's there, and so she's trying to back away, and she knocks over this, uh, uh, you know, tree that they hang stuff on. It's a coat. It's a coat rack. Thank you. This tree where let's go back to that building thingy where beds and TV is. It's this tree thingy where coats and sweatshirts. What's the thing you used to dig food? Like a space alien describing shit. Jesus Christ. Tree, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, she bumps into a coat rack. Uh, there's a coat and a purse on there, and it falls over. It was the um, lady who just got she picks it up pretty good. Murdered's purse, and, and a thing happens that like is sort of a, th- a throwaway, like a cutaway thing that you kind of go like, "Well, what was that about?" Then the movie keeps going. Yeah, and it doesn't. It, but it becomes important because there's this something. Something comes out of her coat, slides across the floor under this dresser, and then she's <laughs> running from these guys for. A long time. And they don't know about and her I mean, at and first. I mean, and I, this is a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. They don't know about her at first, and then they like, then they find out that there is actually somebody. They don't know. They don't. I don't think see her. Right? I can't remember. They, they don't. They eventually realize that someone's there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they put it together, and there's really funny stuff where they're they're going like, "Please let us explain." And you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Go ahead and explain that. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I 
it's a, it's a, we're making snuff film is all. Yeah, what it, do you do? It's not illegal in Russia. But it's uh, it's hard to describe because she keeps getting, you know, she's like ends up at the bottom of this elevator shaft. Yeah, or this, this scene dump, in the elevator shaft. Area, they, and there's a dead body there. Yeah, they yeah, throw yeah. the body in, in, in garbage bags and pieces and on, she's, like, into there. She's like has to climb up and down this shaft and then she keeps getting to the door and then they've locked the door and then she like has to hide to the side of it and then the guy comes to the door and she has to like climb above the door and they're not at some points they're not even looking for her they're just around and she's like scrambling to hide from these guys in yes. like gross places and stuff it's really she is, good she is uh wildly competent <laughs> like she is so good at this stuff and like she's just a really kick-ass like heroine yeah she's up against it she's uh, like very challenging stuff happening to her but she's getting out of these scrapes yeah. because she's like tough and awesome yeah, it's, like, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a it's in it's in again like I it's weird that we did that these go in order, but it is like in contrast to the ones we just talked about. Like, yes, where she is generally not being rescued at all in this movie. If anything, she is having to rescue herself from people <laughs> who are trying. presumably rescuing her yeah. at times. Yeah, she's constantly trying to get people to help, but it's not working for whatever reason. So right. she's got to do it herself. Yeah, and it's all and it's all in kind of like plausible ways too. Um, yeah, she, she's just a smart character. You never don't believe it, and I mean, this whole first sequence is like her just escaping, and it's the kind of thing where you get, find yourself in that situation, going like, "Well, fuck." Yes. Yeah. You don't. You don't. I, you never once think like this is ridiculous. No. She's a real Mary Sue over here with the escaping. You're like, uh, you're like, no, she's this is this is a scary situation. But what would you say that this escape this escape scene is like ten minutes? It's, it's long. Yeah. yeah. It's it's awesome. It's I love. There's like a really that. good. There's a really good shot where she's like hiding from the guys and you see a you see the shadow of one of the dudes coming up the staircase and uh, she's on one side of the frame. Yeah. It's really well photographed. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's this whole sequence is great. And then you think I kind of thought like this is going to be the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. her, oh man, that, her yeah. running from this guys and uh so I was briefly not disappointed is the wrong, but I was briefly like disappointed a little that like it wasn't just that cuz I'm kind of like I would love a sustained chase yeah. movie like that. Right. But she she ends up getting outside but she falls out of the building into this dumpster. And she has, at some point, like, gotten a hold of her sister. Or her sister, either that or her sister, her sister was, like... Her sister is just there. Her She's sister, like, oh, well, her sister was are. at home, and she was... But no, but her sister, like, came. She's like, I'm yeah. worried about her. I'm going to go check on her. She was supposed to go back to the set, and now she's not. Uh... So and the director guy who's all who's a bit of a load but pretty but actually pretty funny for like right. a he, load. Yeah, he kind of redeems himself. He's and he's supposed to be kind of like a lame dude. He's clearly like this rich kid who like has has lucked into being a movie yeah, director. Yeah, he's got a, his yeah. dad his dad is a big shot of some kind. He's he, not necessarily a good director. No. He is legitimately like uh annoyed by the fact that his sister has a like a, a or his girlfriend has a mute sister. Right. He likes her but as you can tell that he's just sort of like ugh. Man, this is annoying sometimes. <laughs> but but he he comes off as less of a douche than like the the characters we're supposed to like in the other two. That's movies. true. Yes. Exactly. Well, I mean, it just it's 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 a realistic the way that that, that he is, and then he sort yeah. of like redeems himself. Well, also, the way the way that the sister is constantly like <laughs> basically checking him all the time. Yeah, really yeah. Funny, exactly. You know? yeah, and she, but she, so the sister shows up there as as basically as like the. The the bad because the bad guy has her pinned. He's like, no, no, just I'll, I'll explain or whatever. And then the sister she can't, she can't move. She could be injured. The sister so shows up. And she's like, down. yeah, I have to hold her down. You go for the cops. And then she keeps like going like like trying to signal like, yeah. don't leave me here. Yeah, and her sister eventually like stays. And she's like, no, that's not and that's not gonna work for me. Is leaving you here with because because he after it ends, you're like, oh, it's not gonna be a chase movie. And then he got gets her, and you're like, oh no, this is still this is like yeah. now it's this thing. Yeah, yeah. Now she now her sister's gonna leave. But the characters in this movie are surprisingly. Not the stupidest people on the planet. Yeah, they don't. They don't. The plot. <laughs> the plot doesn't work by people doing stupid stuff. No, it uh, it's uh, it works by people 
of trying to hunt this poor lady down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she, she, like, they get the cops to come and, and through like talking to her sister and everything, she, try, she basically tries to tell the cops what happened and stuff like that. But they, at this point, I guess the, the, the oh, Russian, the Russian snuff dudes have kind of like fixed everything. Yeah. They've, they've, well, and they're like, no, no, later, it's all yeah. fake. See, yeah, we make the, the knife was the fake knife. He even goes and like stabs the, the director, director the guy. Very and, dramatic he's like, and he's like, ah, ah, Blood oh no, it's fine. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was all fake. And then, and then the director's like, "Actually, we want to use. Uh, we're going to use their knife for the that's next scene." Cool. And, she, and then she's like, "That's my." The she's saying to her sister. Her sister's like, "That's her knife." Like yeah. he's like, <laughs> he keeps going. Like we're gonna. It almost is like I. I don't know if this is necessarily like what what it was intending, but it's almost like she's being undermined in mm-hmm. some ways because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he's going like like she can't possibly be good at her job as special effects artist. And then he's kind of going like, "I like the thing that they did with the thing." And she's like, "That it's basically that she can't thing. say so that's her thing. That's yeah, yeah. my." That was my special effect that they just did on you. Isn't yeah. this also the scene where they like they're, they're, they see the body in the garbage and she's like, and it turns out, turns out it's the mask. Yeah. yeah. And the director's like, hey, that's our mask. Hey, I they, need that. They, he they goes, go he through goes, the whole hey, thing. Yeah. And with one exception, they have an ex- excuse for everything. At no point does someone go like, okay, where's the lady? Yeah. They don't bring that up for whatever reason. I no, guess. I think they. No, I think that they find they find. Well, they find the mask, but they don't find they don't yeah. find the lady. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and nobody is like, okay, how about the lady that you said got Pre- killed? Yeah, produce the like, actress. Produce yeah. the lady, and the, the, that just doesn't happen. I like the whatever. old man with the dog. No, this, this is yeah, this the night watchman. You, then he gets murdered. Yeah. You, know, you maybe uh-huh. don't maybe because like during this time you're kind of like oh maybe she did see obviously that can't be the case if we wouldn't have a movie but still it's just sort of like I don't know maybe and then yeah. you and then it immediately cuts to this old dude with his dog and he sees a skull in a furnace and then yeah, yeah. they've killed his dog and then they stab him and they do this fun like smash cut away from the knife going yeah, yeah. down on the guy to a dude eating a steak yeah. with yeah. his knife and it's like and then it's and the then the they're steak. at dinner because the guy because there's a whole sequence earlier where the boyfriend she's trying to talk to her sister listen to her sister tap on the phone and the boyfriend keeps mucking it up in the yeah. in the kitchen going like I can't cook he's banging around with <laughs> a pot every shit. burner turned full blast apparently I like and he's like we're just gonna go to dinner tell her to meet us at this restaurant yeah I like when he he tries to spice whatever he's cooking he just dumps a whole thing in there oh shit and he's trying to get it out yeah, I've he's, done that yeah great this is idiot. This idiot rich boy who does not know what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, I've never taken care of myself for a, one day in my life. Uh, I have to bring start up, now. I have to bring my dad up a lot. Yeah. Uh, so they so they're at the dinner. Then she she ends up she goes home. She's like, I'm fine. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. They leave her alone, which she wants to be left alone. So she's not like. Uh, Helpless or something, or but they don't like. Her sister says something along the lines of, "Are you doing that thing where you're like, I'm yeah. so independent again?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they, so she's alone at home, and it's kind of almost like, well, what you know, you, you. I mean, the movie's not over, so you expect something to happen, but. Uh, there's a guy across the street that's like peeping on. Her. I love this. I love this because then later when she's in trouble, she's trying to get his attention. It's a classic bit. It's yes, so good. It's really good. <laughs> Before this scene happens, and we- I thought at first I'm like, oh, that guy's one of the spies or a killer, right, right. you know? Because at this point, then it's starting to get more of like into this like yeah. spy. And a spy's not, but like this espionage intrigue thing. But there's a guy peeping on her. You're like, oh, that's that. And it's like, no, it's just a guy who was peeping on her. Yeah. And when she needed him most, he wasn't he there. Wasn't there. <laughs> Before this scene happens, we do get like an exposition dump where the guy, the <laughs> the detective who's possibly yeah. corrupt, Alexander, is talking to the American ambassador. And they're kind of like, well, we heard about this. I mean, the, the cops didn't find anything, but this could be good for could this be case the reaper. That, I, that I'm working on. And it's the Reaper, who is Alec Guinness <laughs> yeah, for Kaiser portraying Soze. a snuff kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> Make me the snuff movies, Luke. <laughs> he's just 
was in a car the whole the time. Films. Help us. He's, he's a, doing he's, a really mild yeah. Russian accent. Like, it's just barely, barely there. He's the, like... And he's just sitting in a car. I wonder the, if he's the same guy from Dr. Zhivago. <laughs> <laughs> he's the aging actor, aging American actor in a giallo role. Yeah, yes. Cla- yeah, it's great. Because this movie has touches of, like, oh, absolutely. Of giallo in it, too. Yeah. It's particularly the murder scene and, like, the, the s- subsequent, like, chase yeah. that we've already talked about. Like, that's very, like... But, but done really well. But, like, yeah, but that's t- totally, like, a giallo mm-hmm. movie. Alec Guinness as... The Reaper. The Reaper. <laughs> that made me I laugh just, when he's like, the, when because I think you'd seen the Alec Guinness character already doing his little minor info dump that's like, we need this diskette or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, goodbye. And then like the and then the cops do another info dump and then they call him the Reaper and you're like, he's talking about Alec Guinness. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm a simple man. I like Buttered lollipops, my in, my lollipops in my mouth. <laughs> and in particular, I like to watch people get killed while fucking Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus. this movie has Alec Guinness and he was a as good friend. a snuff king. And he was a good friend. He, uh, I mean, come on. He, so, so she's at home. She's like, uh, you know, she's like, t- gonna take a bath. Yeah, lots of nudity in this movie. Yeah, uh, she's, she's naked she's in the bath, bath, and she's, and this is when she's getting a little PTSD, uh, thinking about the horrible events that she just saw. And then, of course, they start the the dude just I mean, he's the Alec, the Reaper has gone like, yeah, you gotta go kill her now, loose ends. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> kill the mute lady. That scene where he's like going, like punching his way through the door. <laughs> yeah. it's awesome. It's great. It's really exciting. Uh, and and we have we established her phone at that point. I think she talked to her sister that she has yeah. like this this very this very specific phone. The way it works, she puts the receiver onto this robot phone, and then she's got this computer that talks like a robot, has a robot man. voice. Yeah, it's got pre-programmed things in it, and she can also type things to say. And yeah. So yeah. it's all like. Hello, this is the mute witness. <laughs> basically, basically. And it's so, a real fucking hassle, especially when she's trying to talk to people who don't yeah. speak English. So she's out of the bath in a bathrobe, and these guys start trying to break into her, her through her door, and she like locks it, but then they're like, well, we're just going to drill this door apart then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're like literally like He's going to use drilling. bolt cutters to get the, yep. uh, the, uh, the yeah. chain lock at first. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, so she's trying to call the cops. It's that whole scene where she can't get through to them. Not only is it's it not like, working, not only is like she she can't talk actually talk to anybody, but her robot voice is in English and they're in, they're speaking. Russian. It's bad. Um, she, then, then Very the guy, frustrating. Then the guys get in and it's this like long chase sequence through her yeah. tiny apartment. And she's a she's the fucking Energizer Bunny. She's spry. She's fucking she's running r- around. She's running around, running away from them. She like kills one of them when they fall in the bathtub, and she throws. She like, electrocutes him. One of the, like, one of the best parts in, there. in the whole movie is uh, this dude is like running at the door and hitting it. And yeah. Then, and she's because she's smart. At a certain point, she opens the door and he runs in and cra- he he yeah. hits his runs he, right into oh, the yeah. wall. And you he, see like a blood stain and he falls into the bathtub. She throws and in the hair dryer. She throws a fucking hair dryer. In, yeah. and there's actual like electricity, electricity <laughs> special effects like it's Ghostbusters or something. Yeah, like that was that. awesome. Yeah, and then positively there's, shocking. There's still the other guy that's chasing after her. Oh yeah. Um, she like injures him at some point. Yeah. Like gets gets in, but she like also at some Throwing point. Shit. And also at some point, this is the part where she runs over to the window, her big picture window, and yeah. she closes the blinds. But she opens the blinds, and the peeper across the street, she's looking at him. She's like waving like with her bathroom on, and then she just like flashes flashes him. Flashes him. Yeah, and guy does, guy's not. He, clo- <laughs> he not like work. closes his. He's like, I'm done peeping on you now <laughs> that what I want to see is in the window. It's amazing because she keeps trying all these people to help her. Nothing fucking works. She yeah. has to do it herself and does. Yeah, yeah. it's it's awesome. Uh, and then. I think doesn't God who shows up because this then, is when Alexander well, this is when the cop shows Alexander, up Alexander, the, the, show, the, the cops show possible up. cop shows up yeah there's also dirty Russian cops too right who are working who for are, the Reaper who are actually the I think aren't cops but are like yes 
gangsters. Or yeah, they're, and they or they both. shoot the guy. They they go in there and they shoot the guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, the sister has become worried about her and she can't sleep and she's like, "We're going over to her house because I can't get a hold of her. I can't. She can't. She shouldn't be alone right now at any rate." So her right. sister's like, "We're up and worried," and the director's like, "Fine." Yeah. <laughs> Basically, and then they go. They go there, and there's these two guys dressed as cops who have shot the the murderer. And they're like, "Hey, get on your knees! Like, who are you guys?" Or they no, they come in and pick up a gun. It's anyway, a, it's a cool effect when they shoot the guy too. It's like oh, a it's nice. Great. It's like one of those uh, gob launchers because they shoot a little red blob yeah, yeah. at his at his head, yeah. and yeah. it's really yeah. cool. Uh, they the movie's but, very violent when it wants to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the, but the, the sister and the bo- and the boyfriend director show up. Uh, meanwhile, she's already left. They yeah. barely they, miss each other. Yeah, and she show they show up, and the like uh, cops are like, "Get on your knees!" And this is, and the sister's kind of like smart enough to the the, the guy has no fucking clue what's going on yeah, at, yeah. Any, <laughs> at any mo- moment in this entire movie. But she's smart enough to be like, "I don't think that these guys are actual cops. This seems uh, this seems bad." Yeah. And then yeah. at a certain point, they're like, all right, fuck this. And then they like take the boyfriend, the dumb director boyfriend, yeah. and they're just pointing a gun directly at him. And it's like, you have one second to tell us where the diskette is because it's all about this Now diskette. it's all about this diskette. Yeah. <clears throat> and, then, and then the sister, this is fucking cool. The, the guy is standing on a carpet, and the sister pulls the carpet, and it like, causes the guy to jerk up and shoot himself yeah. in the fucking head. <laughs> and, then they, and then she just finds, and then the other guy like falls down, and she just goes and whacks him uh, like, like, yeah, with, yeah. Like, a, like a statue or something like that. And then they're like, the diskette? what the fuck is going on yeah. so they're constantly like ordinary people are constantly so, being awesome in this so movie. they're chasing so then they're chasing after her her her, her sister like i guess back to the movie set or something i yes. don't know i can't remember how they figure out what's going on but they're they're gonna chase after her meanwhile she's with this guy who's like hi i'm the cop and i'm a good guy yeah or and am it, i and then it sort of seems like i'm in on it but no i'm uh i'm actually undercover yeah yeah uh, i'm pretending that i'm friends with the reaper guy yeah. so i can bust him and but you she, just it's just back and forth but and she back keeps and not forth. being able to trust anybody because then she she like handcuffs him to his steering wheel, escapes from there, and then these other guys are after her. She's like, "What?" And he he blocks them from getting her, and he's like, "Get back in!" And she's like, "Okay." Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it all ends up back at the uh, at the movie theater. Back at the movie set. set. She back does. At the movie she, set. she has a flash of memory. He's like, "You have you have to remember where is this cat? Tell me where this cat is." The disquette is uh is is what the lady who got killed in the snuff had this information. Yeah. Uh, about the reaper, so it's the, they need he, this guy. She can't tell whether this guy needs the uh, disquette to. Give it to the Reaper because he's on his side, or to bust the Reaper because it yeah. keeps, keeps going back and forth. But and then she finally remembers. Fell, it's a thing that fell under the dresser earlier. Yes, it fell out of the lady's purse, and she's like, "Oh, I do remember where it is." So let's go back there and get it. And so it's like, "Okay, we go back there and get it." And meanwhile, the other bad guys have have are showing up. Also, meanwhile, the sister and the brother, the sister and the director, like show up and I climb over the fence, and they're they're. They're kind of useless, but also funny. <laughs> yeah, they're just, uh, compared to a lot of movies like this, they're very useful. Like they, they, they like knock out some bad resourceful. guys. Yeah, probably kill them. But they, but nobody. There's a lot of just not knowing what the fuck is going on. Un- understandably so, because like at a certain point, uh, we don't know. But uh, yeah. but Billy knows that this guy is on the good side, but they're still shooting at him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at a certain point, um, <clears throat> they've got the diskette back. They've been they're fighting off. The, this movie is just wall, almost wall to wall action. It's fucking amazing. And uh, and so she's going out with uh, out to the front where the Reaper is waiting with all of his men. He's yeah. in his car, of course. And they've knocked out this. They've knocked out this other guy that was chasing after him. That's like, give yeah. me diskette, and they, she knocks him out, and then or the the cop knocks him out. Yep. And then. It's like, whoa, shit! So he's not on the bad guy side, or is he? Or is he? We yeah. don't know. You know, and she's like, go, goes out there with the, with the. She's like, she's, she's like, go out there. He's like, I still want to kill her. So, so kill her. 
and uh, he's telling that guy to do it, the cop who's Alexander. working for him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, kill her. And so she, like, he does. Kill her. He shoots her. Yeah. He shoots her a bunch of times, and her sister and the boyfriends see this, and they're like, oh, no. No, but then the Reaper's like, good enough, and then they all leave. Let's yeah. all leave. You know, let's go. And then, then they leave, and then her sister's, like, going to kill the the guy, the cop who killed her, yeah, her yeah. sister just now in she's front of like her. She's like punching him in the face. Oh, she actually just runs and tackles yeah. his ass. Yeah, yeah. they're going to they're awesome. gonna like murder him. And she he's beats like, him up. No, wait, no, wait. What's, uh, hold on. And then the sister, of course, isn't dead. And it was a special effects yeah, thing. Yeah, Billy's and not dead. Yeah. I love it when they use movie effects like that. Yeah, she like has her own blood packs she's and got stuff. Her, she's got her like squib set. And she's like, no, it was a movie thing. And then yeah. like there's a, and then there's like a fake out thing where it's like... Uh, where it's like, but why didn't he take the diskette? Yeah, why and didn't then, Alec Guinness take and the diskette? And then it goes, and it goes, boom, and shoots blood all over their faces, and and she's like, oops, and like one it of the was, she accidentally the, hit the trigger. the trigger. No, 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 it wasn't her. It was it was the it's boyfriend. The, the, the boyfriend, boy, the boyfriend yeah, yeah. is messing with it, and and like so, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like right. right when she's like, wait, wait, it's all like, why didn't he take the diskette? And then she gets shot one more time, and then it cuts over, and the guy, the boyfriend, <laughs> is goes, like playing goes, with the trigger. Oh, oh sorry, whoops. Uh, and and they're like, okay, that's probably it, right? I mean, this is there's been so much action. That's what we're going out so on, the, right? Oh, and the, and the guy is actually the the cop is kind of like you know struck up like a little bit. He's like, well, let's oh, go they're on, gonna let's do go it. on a date. They're yeah, like, let's go on a date. It's like, oh, it's, it's very sweet. It's actually the out of the three movies again. It's like the nicest romance yeah. where you're kind of like he's like older than her maybe, but it's also kind of like, well, this is cute. Yeah, and, she likes this guy. You know, but whatever. then they're like, why didn't he take the diskette? And then and then he's in the car, yeah, driving and, away, and you see a you guy see in the back going like. oh. Well, yeah. and this is like one of the themes in it because they've been talking about uh, how uh, this the the Alexander guy has been talking about how like when you see a person's face and you yeah. know that <laughs> yeah. they know that they're going to die. Well, because that's and she knows what this face is because she right. saw the woman get killed in the snuff. Yeah, she sees these guys. They zoom in on their expressions, and you can and you know that she's seeing that they know that they're going to die because this car has a bomb in it. And they're like, "Get out of the car! <laughs> get out of the car!" And, and he's he like, does. What? Yeah. He jumps out of the car right as it blows up, and he catches on fire. And, yeah. and you're like, "Oh no!" This guy died. I just got to like him, and then and then it turns out he's okay. I am fine. But that was why they didn't and get the movie just get from him because they were gonna because they were gonna blow him up. They had like all these contingencies were planned. Yeah. It's and and in in the plotting of the movie too. It's like all of the because that's what I thought. I thought like, well, why did he leave without getting the disc from this guy that he maybe doesn't trust? Yeah. And like oh, because he was gonna because they planted a bomb in his car and right. he was gonna kill him anyway. I was a little worried for a second when they when they shoot her at the end. I was like. It better be that she's using special effects. Right. It better not be that this is all a movie. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah. that she's dead. I wouldn't have Well, no, I either. wouldn't have accepted that at all, but yeah, you knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, 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 probably not. Uh, not that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, w- I was glad that it actually was like, this all, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that was the plot. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's and awesome. then the movie's fucking over. It's fucking and then the movie awesome. Ends. It just is yeah. start to finish, just goes and goes and goes and delivers and delivers. It's really impressive. They, yeah. they need to re-release this movie if it's out of print. Like, yeah, it's out of print on, on DVD. It was really hard for me to track down him because you guys had the Scarecrow copy, so I had to find one from other means. But uh, this, this is like, yeah, this is like a uh, well. Shout out to Scarecrow Video again. If yeah. you have video stores around and stuff, that's a, that's a good a good opportunity yeah. to, throw, is, to throw to throw a plug in there for that. Because I mean, we watch most streaming all the, anywhere. All the movies that I watch anyway, I watch them through Scarecrow. Some of them yeah. are streaming and stuff, but like there is shit like this, like Mute Witness, which. Is is actually kind of an unseen gem mm-hmm. yes. that like is hard to find. Like yeah. you it's know, really good. I think m- the vast majority of people who listen to this podcast would enjoy that. Oh yeah, you got to see this. Even though we described the entire plot, you'll still like it. No, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. It's no. just fun. It's just like just an action packed yeah. thriller. Yeah, it, it was. And it's and really it was, funny. And, and it came out of nowhere for me too, which was part of the joy I had watching it. Was that I went into it thinking like. Okay, here we go. This is going to be another three mediocre to bad movies that we watched for this, and this one was good. 
<laughs> it was really good. I liked it. I had fun with it. It was so fun. There's one scene that I had to highlight because I thought it was so awesome and funny, and I went back and watched it like three times. I'll post this on Instagram. But when the uh, the sister and the director boyfriend go into the into the her apartment they're obviously understandably very upset because obviously terrible things have been going on in here it's, it's all fucked destroyed up. And like, she's oh, not shit. there oh no yeah and then the, and then the, the boyfriend is like gets on the phone and is going to call the police and then you see the door in the background like open up yeah. and one of the crooked cops is or one of the bad guys is still in there yeah. and he's about to kill the guy and the moment that he does the sister or the yeah the sister character goes ah oh my god and he goes what and he gets up and so the dude is now behind him, but he doesn't know that he's there. And the sister comes running out of the bathroom, and she can see the guy. And she goes, someone's dead in the bath. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. I mean, this, this movie is just real, like, real frantically paced and, and yeah. funny at times like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll post that on Instagram. Just it's hilarious. Very fun, just a very fun movie. Uh, I'm glad ready. we got to end on this one. Oh, yeah, going yeah. out on a high note, God forbid. For once. For once in our lives, uh, ratings: uh, four Judds, yeah, four Douglases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it's got a snuff film in it. It's yeah. real. There's a lot of nudity in it, and ten out of ten surprise squibs. Yeah, ten, uh, fucking cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, four Judds, four Douglases. Yeah, and uh, one guy dead in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah, I'm going. F- I'm going four Judds, four Douglases, and uh, one, <laughs> one b- crazy robot phone. <laughs> oh man, I love that phone. It's it's a it's a great piece of equipment because it dates the movie. Because like I don't know that that's a thing now, but it also is like very much a specific piece. I don't know. It seems like it doesn't seem. It doesn't date it like a fax machine or something. I don't know. Right. It feels like a very like weird. Not like a pager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. That's like, okay, that might still be something that people use. I bet now, Maybe I bet not now exactly it's like, like on, that. A, on an app or something. Exactly, now, you know? but it's like, yeah. but it's the same kind of thing. And I, I just like the contraption itself is um, non-specific enough mm-hmm. date-wise that it feels like, okay, it's got this kind of computer system, but also you're taking a phone and putting it on like a, a speaker headset. I don't know. I really, also, I really dug the piece of equipment that it is. Yeah. This doesn't suffer as badly as it might from from cell phone syndrome. Yeah. Although she'd be able to text, yeah, that's true. But they don't. I they have like cell phones, but it's also like yeah. ninety four. Well, it's not like everybody's got one. Is what exactly. I mean. Ex- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would know. that would be if you did remade this movie now. It'd be like you'd have to do text messages. You'd have to do text messages, and that her phone gets destroyed or yeah. something. Also, just the <laughs> fact that they're Americans in Russia adds this whole other layer of yeah. just sort of like even if you do get through to someone. There's no guarantee they're going to understand what the fuck you're even talking about. And filmed in Russia, like like they drive through Red, Red Square. Square yeah. like, the, the, bro- the director goes like, that's Red Square. <laughs> Don't drive through there. And they you're crash not- through. They drive across Red Square. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> you're not supposed to drive across Red Square, probably. I feel bad for the director of this movie, whose career was completely scuttled by his his next movie, right. American Werewolf in Paris, yep. yeah. which probably was not entirely his fault. A terrible, 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 terrible movie. movie. I am, ob- this guy obviously is talented. I am going to watch his other stuff, though. Yeah, let yeah, me know. He, he had some. He had a couple of thrillers in the in the early two thousands, like mid two thousands, like yes. low budget shit. I'm gonna check them out. Yeah, I there's mean, a the, there's a thriller that came out after American Werewolf in Paris. I can't remember, but yeah, it's like got it's real, got the guy from the Highlander TV show in it. Okay, uh, okay. there was a famous guy in it too. I can't remember who it was. I know what it was called? Uh, One's called like Nine Miles Down. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one I think with Adrian Paul. I mean, you know, I don't hold that too much hope, but like, sure, you know, but I mean, this, but you know, you know, it was fun to. F- it's it's super fun to like find. 
like a like a diamond in the rough mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, where you're like, where were you? We just picked this because it was. It fit. It fit, it the, fit theme. the. It fit the theme. <laughs> and we were yeah. like, yeah. And mute. I had I had vaguely heard of it. Like I remember Roger Ebert giving it a good review. Yeah, but I didn't know anything else about we're it. Like, oh, okay, mute witness. Sure, that fits the theme. We'll watch it. I yeah. ass- <laughs> from, from the title, I assumed this was going to be about a lady who sees a murder and then the cops don't believe her kind of shit. Right. Like, kind of like Which, stodgy and gray and like. Right. I did not expect a lively, humorous thriller. No. Like <laughs> a really deserves, inventive film. Movie, and, this movie deserves a lot more attention than it's got. Absolutely. So everybody, everybody, everybody dig up Mute Witness where you can. Seriously. Yeah. Dig up that corpse. <laughs> Pull out its tongue. Uh, well, that's, we did it. Uh, that's Blind, Deaf, and Can't Talk. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, what are we doing next? Next is our gonna we're gonna do some holiday spread some holiday That's cheer. That's right. Oh, I can't wait. It's the with, Christmas episode with with uh, some <laughs> some Santa stuff. We're gonna do <laughs> reindeer games. Yes. Oh, I just re- I watched this a couple weeks ago, not remembering that we were gonna do this. I just watched it anyway. I have the never, world heavyweight champion this. of dumb plots. By the way, yeah. I watched the director's cut. Okay. I suggest you do the same. Yeah. All right. Does, I'm assuming the plot is still dumb and incomprehensible. Oh, yeah. It's actually more convoluted and violent. Sold. It's Perfect. two hours. <sighs> okay, so Reindeer Games, which uh, I've never seen. The Ice Harvest. Which I love. Which is more of a comedy, but still got real, a lot of thriller dark. stuff. Very it's dark. A, uh, it's like a caper thing. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of very the Ice good. Harvest. I, think, I believe we saw this in the theater mm-hmm. together, and yeah, yeah. we really oh. loved it. Yeah. And we're going to go We're gonna go all the way back to the 70s. We're doing some 70s. This for, the, for the very beloved uh, Canadian thriller, The Silent Partner. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Here, so, it's great. Um, yeah. That's that's next time. Get on our Patreon. <laughs> New Patreon out this week with uh, the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time you hear by this, that will open out. We'll <laughs> yeah. By the time you're hearing our voices. We've got some other good Patreons planned. JFK yeah. is coming up. We're do JFK. We're going to do True Lies. Yeah, if you wanted another Matt Rosetta Stone movie after The Rookie, <laughs> you're going to get a hell of a one with True Lies, which is... God. I can't wait to do if it. If you thought I liked The Rookie too much. <laughs> people got people get strong feelings about True Lies. As well they should. And I do too, but also one of the, possibly the coolest action ever oh shot. Oh my God. So Love it yeah. so much. Yeah, and follow us on Patreon. We currently, currently as of this moment, have, moment, have 69 nice. followers. But please, I mean, we've enjoyed it enough. Add, add more. Yeah, to yeah, that. we don't want to stop give us, there. Give us seventy, it's and if when we get to seventy-five, we do the big five-part De Palma episode. It's yeah, great. Yep. Uh, Travis, I'll have to read a book. Yes, you're gonna make us read a book. <laughs> it's a good book. Make uh, us read a book. You please. can read it in a couple hours. Make us read a book by becoming patrons. Uh, and yeah, you know, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, share, share it around. Tell everybody how much you love us. And until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.